Hello, good evening and welcome, albeit a little late, to the Cantina Mekis podcast. Glad to have you with us. We are broadcasting live as we normally do Thursday nights on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Glad that you're joining us here live. And of course, if you're downloaded or have downloaded this podcast from either iTunes or Google Play, we appreciate that as well. Appreciate uh, all of the folks that have uh, reached out to us and let us know their thoughts on the Cantina Mekis podcast. We uh, welcome you to continue to do that. Uh, it's been a really fun month with the World Cup, and uh, so sadly for all of us, it's uh, it's coming to an end on Sunday with a final between France and Croatia. Uh, if you had France and Croatia in your in your pool on your on your bracket, congratulations! I don't you're probably one of the one of the very few million in the world that had that, but uh, both teams uh, deserve to be in the final. They played they both played well enough to make it happen, and. That's the final we're going to get. It's uh, 10 a.m. Central, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, and uh, 11 a.m. on the East Coast. So uh, my name is John Jagoop. Glad to have you with us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, We'll have have a limited panel right now, but as the evening uh, goes on, I'm sure that it'll swell as it usually does here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Obviously, we're going to talk the World Cup final. We're going to talk FMF and what does the future hold? Does it include Carlos Osorio? Is it going to be a four-year proceso? Is it going to be an eight-year proceso? Who and what's going to happen? I'm going to ask each of our panelists. They're going to be they're going to be FMF presidents for a day. What decisions do they make? Should be very interesting. Glad that, we, that you're with us. Let's get right to it. Let's introduce our panel. Our, our panel of one right now. It's Joel Aceves that joins us. Joel, how are you, sir? Kimberly John, doing pretty good. Yeah, you having a good time there in uh, in in. In Southern California, apparently, uh, yes. apparently it's hot in Southern California right now. It has been, John. It's been, but I've managed to keep cool, so it's yeah. not it's not too bad. Yeah, is, is air conditioning a thing in, in, in Southern California? Because I know in some parts of the, of the country it's just not. Yeah, well, luckily where I work, they have air conditioning. So, what what about in your in your in your in your humble no. abode? No, I no I. No aire acondicionado. Oof. I don't know how you. I don't, that, that is something that just that just could not happen living here, living here in Texas. Although, for us, a high of 95 is like is like a mild summer day, which is what it was today. So it was it was very nice weather for us here in Austin. Joel, Francia, Croatia, not the final that people expected. Uh, uh, was it was it a final that that you were hoping to see based on who were in the semifinals, or were you hoping something different? No, I'm old fashioned, John. I was hoping for the for the England versus France. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think you and you and Fox were were hoping for the England versus. <laughs> yeah, just way more talking points. You have in England a very traditional team, a team that had not been in a final since, well, has not been in a final since 1966. Uh, you know, you had the fans singing the cups coming back home. England is the home of football, so. You know, it was interesting to see, and 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 also because it seems to be like like a return for England, you know, as as one of the power powerhouse teams. Right. No, I mean it would have been, uh, you know, as as you say, and I'm, uh, you know, going to a British school when I was a kid. I I, I, I am an England fan. I'm not. Uh, it, it is one of the teams that I follow a little closer than others, and uh, I would have been. Uh, 
as you're very happy to see an England-France game because, you know, frankly, England is the is the one team that has a psychological edge over France for whatever reason. They just seem to have it. And it's a classical England-France. I mean, it's, uh, it is as big a European rivalry as you can get. It would have been an outstanding final. But Croatia said, you know what, guys? No offense, but you know, <laughs> we, we play soccer too. And uh, Mario Mandzukic uh, made an outstanding play on a on a on a on a on a loose header that that frankly just happened to be going his way, and he was able to gl- uh, glam onto it and uh, stick it to the back of the net. Goes and celebrates with uh, a Salvadorian photographer who works for uh, Multimex, and uh, who got some outstanding pictures of the celebration. And it is Croatia, and not England, who will be meeting France in the final after France. Uh, dispatched uh, Belgium with what I would consider relative ease uh, the day before. So it's Croatia and France, which would a rematch, Joel, of the 1998 semifinal. Semifinal? Um, when Croatia, wow. when their day World Cup debut, made it to the semifinals and were leading France. If you remember, they were, they got the first goal in that game before Lilian Turam scored his uh, his double, like with like five minutes, you know, boom, boom, and we're able to... Uh, France was able to secure the win two to one. So yeah, it's uh, Croatia has a chance to to to, jo- to join a, an extremely exclusive club, a club that uh, no one would have been able to join had had England beaten them, but they did not. And it's going to be France, Croatia. And if I'm not mistaken, they're the third country, you know, with a small population, to reach the final. So you have Uruguay and um, Hungary. And Czechoslovakia as well. Czechoslovakia uh, made Czechoslovakia a, a final. They've made a several final. They made a final in '62 against Brazil, and they also made a final either in '34 or '38. I forget which one against Italy. No, no, so but... they've, they've, been, they've been in the final as well. Oh, yeah. In fact, in fact, in '62, uh, Mexico uh, beat Czech. In fact, it was the first. If, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, first first, first win for three. But it didn't matter that Mexico had already been eliminated because they had lost to uh, to Brazil and they had they had they, they had Spain tied. But I think I think Spain scored. And I want to say it was even like the Stefano who had been naturalized and was playing for Spain like at the very at the very end of his career. I could be wrong. Uh, uh, scored a, a late winner and then ended up costing Mexico a chance to advance. So uh, uh, Czech had already advanced, and uh, they uh, Mexico ended up beating them. Which was a great uh, uh, a great piece of information to have back in 2006 when uh, when Czechoslov when the Czech Republic beat the U.S. 3-0. I remember telling friends, "Well, hey man, when Mexico plays Czechoslovakia in the World Cup, they take care of business." That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. And then when they don't believe you and you you say, "Look it up," and they go, "Oh, okay, sorry about that." So yeah, it was it was it was a great. Uh, it was great to have it. And Croatia, Joel, in, 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 in Mexico has beaten Croatia twice in World Cups. It did it in 02 and did it again in, in, in 14. And uh, so a, a lot of Mexican fans are like, you know, why Croatia and not Mexico? You know, you know what, you know, what, what has Croatia done that, that, that Mexico did it in, in order for them to get? Con- consistency, John. The consistency of their top players. And, and they've gotten mo- consistently better as well. I mean, if you see the progress that they've made from tournament to tournament, yeah, um, the World Cup, but also in the in the Eurocopa. I mean, since that '98, you know, which was kind of a you know freak, uh, not expected. But I mean, even the, in the last Eurocopa, they played played real well. 
and you know and 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 i i would i would dare say that at least at least in the group stage that that they that they were the best team in the group stage croatia yeah yeah you look at their top players like modric and and rakitic and they've stayed in in very top teams the past four years uh well it, it's know, it, it's not with, just them i mean you know they have guys you know they 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 play for you know they play for ac milan they play for inter they play for uh they play for for Bayern, Juventus, for, for for Leverkusen. I mean, they they're uh, Croatians are playing on the uh, on the top teams of the top leagues all over Europe. So it's yeah. And if we look at the comparison, our players, for example, very very few stayed uh, stayed in their clubs. So you have like Chicharo and and what is this like his third club since the last World Cup? Right, fourth. Fourth, I mean, you know, and he he arrived getting very little playing time. I mean, you that's just not that doesn't look too good, you know. He's our all-time leading scorer, one of the players we're counting on, and he's he's fighting for minutes at West Ham. Exactly, and West Ham, <laughs> you know, were within, you know, d- didn't have their relegation issue solved until like two weeks before before the season. You you have guys yeah, like, like Hector Herrera. Who, for whatever reason, after the 2014 World Cup, he was already at Porto. Did not move to another team. Was 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 frankly very very surprising. Yeah, now, he was he, expected. Yeah, he. Right, and it just didn't happen for him. And you know, he stayed up. You know, now now they're saying he could go to Real Madrid, which I can kind of sort of see just because just because his former coach is there. But uh, I mean, outside of him and you know Layun. Who uh, again? I mean, no one really, no one, as you said, uh, no one that was already playing in Europe from 14 to 18 really progressed their 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 career to where you would expect it to be by the time the 2018 World Cup yeah. rolled around. Dis- disappointed in Giovanni, for example, and and not so much because he came to the Galaxy, you know, and and I understand why people say that was, you know, he went. Retroceso, you know, right. but his drop in form was just abysmal, man. Because when he arrived, he was like every game he would score a goal and give an assist, and and then just the last year going into the World Cup, he just disappeared. He did, and uh, you know, it, it makes you wonder if, uh, if if some of the choices were, you know, I'm not saying that the people, you know, the, the that players had to be taken, but you know, were they were they more mediáticos or not? And I'm not going to you know, go into the whole roster because I mean it's it's water under the bridge. But but yeah, so he's one player. You know, you know, Jonathan was the one guy who you saw you saw the improvement. You know, year over year. You know, he was an uh, a, a fixture with Villarreal. You know, they were playing at a level that was allowing them to compete uh, in, in 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 the Europa League, and he was a big part of that. He had a fantastic Confederations Cup, so you think you know this, you know this, this could be good, and then he goes and you know makes the same. And again, I, I don't fault these guys for making decisions. You know, they don't owe me anything. They don't owe you. Well, I don't know how I do. I know you since you live in LA. I don't, I don't know if you guys have have the secret. <laughs> no, no. Or not. Okay, all right. So, you know, they don't owe us anything. You know, but and, and, but if you know making a World Cup team and playing well in the World Cup was important to them. Then the paths they took 
was not necessarily the best one. Now, I will say this, and this is where, where I agree with you, is you know, just because uh, you know, these guys are in MLS doesn't mean that their form is going to drop automatically. I think that, that a lot of that has to do with how they played. And, uh, you know, Giovanni to me is a player that he, he is just he's, – he's burnt out. He is burnt. He is as, as close to being a cartucho quemado as there is. And, you know, and, 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 you know, that's fine. I mean, that happens to players. I mean, it, you, you want it to happen, you know, af, after 32, not at 28. And uh, that, yeah, we kind of start, we kind of see the opposite with Vela, who he seems to have gotten revitalized coming, coming to the uh, Los Angeles football club where you see him enjoying himself again. Right. And so that, yeah, and, and, and I didn't think it affected him in, in the World Cup. He, he was one of the better players. I think that the only thing that affected him was that I think that the, uh, you know, especially in the last couple of games, he just didn't have the same spring in his step as he had in the first two matches. So, you know, which is natural. But, but, but again, to me, it's like if that's the case, then, you know, why did you bring Marco Fabian and Giovanni and, and you know, all those other guys that could have replaced him easily and, and then not not play him? <laughs> but, 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 but I will say that, you know, he was – you know, one one of one of the bright one of the few bright spots. You know, now compare that again to Croatia, as you pointed out. You know, they have guys that are that are playing and 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 getting getting valuable minutes for Real Madrid, for Barcelona, for Inter, for for AC Milan, for you know these these traditionally super strong teams in uh, in, in Europe. You know, their coach had only been coaching them for seven months. You know, they, you know their 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 league is. You know, it might as well be the Liga Salvadoreña in, in, in all seriousness. I mean, there's one, you know, there's Dinamo Zagreb, and then there's however many other teams, and that's it. You know, it's it, it's so well known that, that that we know Dinamo Zagreb, and that's it for 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 the Croatian. Yeah, like the, the same team that makes it to the yeah. Champions League every year. Right. But, <laughs> that's but, like... Exactly. But this is a team that has been, you know, as you pointed out, they've been consistent. They've been together. They've been together for, you know, for the, the majority of them been playing together for a very long time. And, uh, I mean, they they did what they had to do to, to get the results. And, I mean, it wasn't like it was easy for them. I mean, they had to go into extra time three times. So they've, they have played a, 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 a complete, one complete game more than France has. Uh, coming in, and that's—I mean—that—that's that, that, going to be. However, they also go go into this game with absolutely nothing to lose, and a team like Croatia to me is is extremely dangerous when 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 they're playing with uh, with house money, which which is what they're going to be doing on Sunday. Yeah, it will be interesting. It will be a very interesting final. Um, a ver qué pasa. Pretty much. Uh, Everyone has France as favorites, but you can't discount Croatia, man. Yeah, I mean, how they've, can you? I mean, they've, they've shown they came that. back in every single one of their knockouts. They they came back from being a goal down in every single. One. Yeah, and and they also beat Argentina. That's you know some of the teams they left along the way. They, I think you're being polite, Hoed, when you say they beat Argentina. They put a whoop on the Argentina. <laughs> They embarrassed Argentina. They did. They laid the smack it down it. That was they. They didn't open a can of whoop ass on it. They opened like 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 three tall boys worth of whoop ass. Man, against Argentina. You know the same way that what Sweden did to Mexico. I mean that was 
that was uh it was it was one of those yeah i was gonna say it was one of those defeats that it's hard to bounce back from uh and even the argentina did advance to the second round they just weren't the same same with mexico you know they had the the before and after the sweden game yeah it was uh Definitely not the well. I mean, they, they just really weren't the the Argentina that I, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, the, you know, the, the players are all still really good. It just, it's just it's something weirds happening there. And yeah, happened. well, you know, key, key word again. I feel like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Every time we say the the key word, we all have to yell out consistency again. And and we see with 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 uh, Argentina, they've gone through like what they became Mexico as far as coaching, you know. They took a page from the FMF, and they were like on their fourth coach going into well, the World Cup. I mean, let, let, let's and, not pretend that uh, that this is the first time they've acted like this. I mean, this is. But I think it's, it's just since since Grondona passed away, you know, um, and and it's a lot of the struggles that's going on. So I think that affects as well because, yeah, their players have been consistent, but you have all these problems in the locker room. You know, with the front office, there was all this talk about how Messi was the one paying the staff out of his pocket. You know, uh, it just seemed very divided as far as, like, like who was making decisions. So, like, how the players, a lot of them didn't want Sampaoli at the team. So, I, I think that hurt them a lot. You right. know, very unfortunate for such a talented, talented team. And uh, because uh, Sampaoli's there for a while because his his you know his agent negotiated a pretty a pretty thick yeah, buyout for no. him, which uh, you know yeah, good but, for him. It's, it's, it's like well, it was like Mexico, you know, nobody wanted that hot, nobody wanted to get in the hot seat. You know, and in the he, long run, I think that have... actually will will work out well for Argentina. You know, as long as you know, if Sampaoli is the coach for Argentina in twenty twenty two, then then look out. Well, John. Um, yeah, he was at Sevilla, so they had to buy him out. And uh, he didn't – of course, he, he wasn't going to quit because if he quits, he pretty much – he won't get his um, – He won't get his money. He won't get his, yeah, he won't get his money because he's quitting. He needs to be fired. And so there's there's been some talk that he's getting pushed out, that they're making them coach the under-20 team, and he doesn't want to coach. He doesn't want to coach it. And uh, – this was just recent, and our good friend Mati just just happened to be in Argentina, you know, to make to give some interviews. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, but Mati seems to be popping up at the right places at the right time. Uh, so we all know he's also candidate for the for the Mexican post. Right. But 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 before we get there, I just wanted to. One last thing with, with, with the whole, you know, consistency thing with, you know, and, and the coaching because Croatia's coach, um, yeah, I think he, he hasn't been with the team that long. Seven months. Yeah, it's pretty like a Piojo S type of thing. Um, so I, I, well, I, mean, I it think was, it was, it was a smart decision. I mean, you know, he's, he's a guy that I'm sure that the players, yeah. Know, Either played with at one point or no, 
Uh, so I'm sure they're they're very comfortable with each other, and and I'm sure you know, you know, with seven months with, with those players, and he kind of walked in and kind of did the Fuka thing. He's like, hey guys, how do we, how, you know, how do you guys work the best together? We work the best together for this. All right, that's what we're gonna do. And it, it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take a, you know, yeah. a genius. You know, I know I know that we would probably you and I would be overqualified, Hoy. <laughs> you know, no. Well, that's why I wanted to say. That's why I, I'm, I'm, you know, seeing stuff like that. I'm more inclined to be in that camp that believes that a team, you know, a team's performance is 30% the coach, 70% the players. And and when we see things like that, like we've seen with how Piojo managed the team leading to the World Cup, and and this uh, man, I forget his name. Um, Juan, Juan Carlos Osorio, his name is Juan. No, no, Carlos no, Osorio. no, no, Croatian guy. Oh, the Croatian Ta- guy. Taco something. Um, yeah. So I, I do, you know, I, I do think, I do think that's that's something to look forward in in a coach, someone that that can um, build a good locker room, which is I'll say is one of Almeida's main main qualities. He's pretty good at that. He is, and uh, we'll, we'll be discussing that uh, uh, that that here in a minute. Now, 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 back to the Croatia game. So, so Croatia gets, you know, England goes up very early, which which sometimes I always feel who in in a game that big, you know, it you know having really early success like that, I I think kind of changes the way that the coach, you know, obviously uh, approaches, and it seemed like England got just a way more defensive earlier than they should have. And and the reality is 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 that they don't have the kind of players to uh you know main, maintain possession and, and 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 go and try and find a goal. I mean they were scoring either on the counter or on set plays and, and when when they needed to score they just they just didn't have anything. They just they just didn't have they didn't have the chops to do it. And uh you know Croatia just had to make sure that they were going to defend the set pieces. They did relatively well. But but uh, you know England England outside of set pieces they just they 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 were just they just weren't going to score especially in the second half they just they just didn't have it in them to score and uh, you know that that's why that Manzukic play was so massive because you know, it, it comes off 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 an errant header and he just happened to to, to spring on the ball and pounce and he and he pounced and scored and uh, in, in a game like that Hood you know with with, with players. Experienced players that, that that have to make, you know, that that kind of reflexive action, where a reflex like that could could change the outcome of the game. I mean, it just it. Uh, I think I think we saw the the Croatian the experience that these players have had, and and not just playing, you know, just league, you know, games. You know, they, they, a lot of these guys have played really huge games their their entire career, so they 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 just have, you know. The, 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 this Croatia team is not a team that is, uh, you know, they're they're not just lucky to be there. I mean, this is a really good team, and it, it would not shock me at all if if, if if they managed to get the result against. I think France are favorites, but apenas. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, maybe like fifty-eight, forty-two. So it's gonna be it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. But I, I do think it's going to go into extra time and probably penalties. And then oh man, I think France will take it. 
You think so? You, you Creo think que ya se le, se le acabó la gasolina. They're, yeah, uh, like you said, they played an extra game. Some fatigue's about to set in. Some calambres. And, uh, and, and I think Francis, Francis has a they guy. just seem, they seem more deep also, man. Deeper squad. They have more talent. Uh, yeah, yeah, but 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 France is also one of these really young teams, so they're very inexperienced. You know, they're not as experienced as Croatia, and I think that that could, uh, you know, that that could certainly help them. But 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 you're right though, the the fatigue, and uh, you know, France has one of those guys that is crazy fast, but and, and is really good on the ball. <laughs> and and they had an extra day to rest. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I mean, what 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 more do you like? I mean. You're going up against a team that, like you said, has played three extra times or pretty much, pretty much played an extra game. So you add that to the extra day of rest, and that's that's a pretty good, you know, nice, nice thing to have going into the final. Nice, nice uh, advantage. You know, and, and let's not forget that that France was, you know, three centimeters from winning the Eurocopa. When when Gignac hit the post and was like the ninety first minute or whatever it was, yeah, they were they were saying about like talent wise how many players they had left out, how many good players France had left out, and I think they were doing a you know selección de los que no fueron al mundial, right? And there was like four French players right there. I mean, I, I got to think that if I, if I was Gignac watching the way that Gignac was missing those <laughs> those. those <laughs> I'm not going to call them sitters. I mean, they were, but I mean, they were, you know, clear chances. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that they had to have been driving him crazy. He's like, man, you know, they, 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 I get to stay home because of this. No, but, uh, yeah. And, and Gina would have easily made, made, he would have easily made the Mexican squad. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you say, you say France, France takes it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you, Think about that one. When we'll, we we will readdress uh, readdress at the end of the show. We'll read. We'll, we'll see if if anybody comes on and and and, and changes your mind. We'll, uh, we'll give you the, uh, the option. No, I I I'm pretty set. I'm pretty set on it, John. Okay. I I think that whole extra day, that just having extra day one know, less game. Yeah, I think I think in in tournaments like this, I think. I think that that is a bigger advantage than it seems. Right. You know, especially if you said, like, if you said they're going into extra time, even even more. All right. So let's uh, we will we'll jump back to to World Cup talk here in a minute. But but we did say that we were going to talk a little uh, FMF because they're in that uh, that weird period that post World Cup pre-Gold Cup uh, soft spot where they, they can hire hire a new coach and take their time hiring a new coach. And, and there, there's there's a change. Change. The winds of change have blown for FMF, John. Uh, Necio de Maria is being replaced by your tocayo, Yon. Yon de Luisa. Yon de Luisa, exactly. Who, uh, he was a Televisa man and he helped organize the, what is it, on the under seventeen World the, Cup was he it? was the organizer of the U seventeen uh, World Cup in twenty eleven. Yeah, and he's one of the organizers for the twenty 
26 World Cup, he, you know, joint World Cup. As far as administrators go, I don't think you could, you, honestly, I think that, you know, this, you know, for FMF, uh, the, the, you know, there's, there, there are a few guys that are as competent as, as, as you and so, He's a young guy, 46, if I'm not mistaken, John. 46 years old. Um, now, you're making me, I saw, now you're making me feel bad, Joel. Come on, dude. Oh, give us. <laughs> no, I mean, compared to his predecessors, you know. Uh, and, and I feel that uh, he's the guy that brought in Dennis the Close to replace uh, Santiago Bathrooms. Right. Uh, or whoever it was that had and, been in that and, position and, after. And, and Memo Cantu, and then he brought in Torrado. So, so it, was, it, was, it was Jimmy Bath Salts and Memo <clears throat> Cantu that were yes. the brain trust. And now it's uh, Dennis de Clos, who was who Dennis, was a, he was a Chivas man at one point, was he not? Yes, he was. They and they hadn't even sent him to Chivas USA, so he he was working with the selection. So he's, uh, as he youth. has a lot of gringo connections then, uh, which, which which yeah, helps. and he was at Tigres. Well, he the closest the guy that got us, uh, Jonathan Gonzalez. He's the guy that he right, right, he swooped he swooped in and stole him from the U.S. Um, and I, I think he's one of the kids that's going to uh, – he's because I, I think that's that's one of the um, the goals is to get the Olympic team and to groom that squad going into the next World Cup cycle. So a lot of the youth that are going to feature in that Olympic team, I think they're going to – that's going to be the core of the team going into the next World Cup. Well, see, that's good then because, I mean, to me uh... – I, I personally believe that the that the Confed Cup is is, is not the best way to. Uh, uh, I think it adds uh, unnecessary. I mean, I know it's nice to play blah 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 blah, but I mean the it, 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 it is a it's yeah. a throw it's a throwaway tournament. And and, and John, we must we must pat ourselves in the back here because when the whole Jonathan thing was going on, I remember in a lot of the other media they were saying that he was he might go to the World Cup, and and and. And and we 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 said here that he was going to feature in the Olympic team. We said uh, this is a Dennis move, and this is for the next cycle, not this one. Right. Yeah. There was no way he was playing. The ball. There was yes. No and 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 he even, you know, and of course, and a lot of were like, well, they you know that they promised him the World Cup. No. No. And I think even even the kids, like, there's no yeah, there's no they, they didn't promise me anything. So. Um, yeah, and but but just. To finish with with uh, Sir Dennis here, so he was working oh, at with so the with the youth. Sir Dennis, Sir Dennis, okay. <laughs> he's, I think he's gonna do a good job. I, you know, oh, I, I, I think do, he. I do too. I think he, and, and he's hopefully he will. Uh, you know, Dorado can can uh, can learn a lot from this guy. And, and, uh, yeah, he's the he's also the guy that got Mexico the two friendlies in Europe. Uh, he's the guy that which is. He he did that one simple hack that cuts out the middleman. He called him. <laughs> yeah, he called up the teams directly. You didn't Said, hey. promoter. <laughs> he didn't he didn't go through all that hassle, man. Um, you know, which which was like I, I remember the the Mexican media was was you know applauding that they they didn't know how it happened, and then the news came out. He just he just picked up the phone and was like, hey. You guys available? <laughs> yeah, because um, it, it was it was it was it was the weekend of the 
of the playoffs, so not everyone was playing. So yeah, it was like it was like first come first serve, because you know some teams didn't know if they were going to be in the playoff or not, so they didn't have anything scheduled. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, wow, what 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 a novel, crazy concept to to you know pick up the phone and and call to uh, to schedule those. So so Dennis Teclos is the uh, I guess he's the director deportivo or director de selecciones nacionales and right on him is Gerardo Torrado. And they are going to be the ones that uh, that are going to make the recommendation to uh, John de Luisa, I'm assuming, and to the uh, other 18 owners. Uh, what 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 is the best course of action for Mexico to take for the upcoming uh, World Cup cycle? And the rumor is, and it has been reported by several news outlets at least over the past couple of days, and then it was. It was negated. It was reported and and denied, depending on who you spoke to, that, that they had made an extended an offer to Juan Carlos Osorio to stay for the next four years. Um, so I don't know if they, what we should believe there, but uh, you know whether he stays or not, it uh, it probably was. A you know at least, at least as far as PR it was a good move because because that that at least showed the next guy that hey if you know if, if I stick around and and do pretty decently I might get to do this for eight years instead of just four and I think well that should be the goal for me at least for this upcoming cycle is not to think of it as a four-year cycle, but think of it as an eight-year cycle because Mexico has a huge opportunity because they're going to be host. They're going to be playing the world cup at home in 2026 out of the 10 games that are, that are, uh, that are going to be scheduled in Mexico. I'm thinking Mexico is going to play in at least three, maybe four of them. So uh, that is a big opportunity for Mexico. And, uh, you know, they, they have a, they have a crop of, of of young 19, 20 year old players right now that are that are decent. Some are very good. Uh, a couple of players are outstanding. And uh, as you said, Joel, I think that the that this this upcoming Olympic team, the, the, which would be I guess a U twenty two or U twenty however it is that they do it, is going to be uh, is is going to end up be, be becoming the base not just for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, but the uh, the 2026 World Cup in that's going to be played uh, for Mexico at least mostly in Mexico. So there is uh, there is reason to think, Joel, that that this hire or you know or an extension for for Juan Carlos Osorio should should be should be an eight year plan and not a four year plan. Do you agree or disagree? Well, I agree, but I, but I feel that um, at the same time, I feel that it's it's more along the lines of if if the front office can keep the project going, as far as like it being the project of the coach, I, I prefer it to be like you know like what Pelaez was doing with America, right? Where even where even if he switch coaches, the team still maintain the consistency. Uh, so I, I do feel it's important that whoever they, they come in is is on board with what they have planned for the team. 
So you're okay with having multiple coaches then, as long as you said, as, as long as they're... No, they're, well, they're, not, I mean, not, but, not, not okay with multiple, just having, having a group that's working. You know, like they have a set goal. So you have, you have the Luisa, um, the close and Torrado, and, and the, they're keeping tabs, you know. Like, I mean, to me, they already started working, just bringing in Jonathan, and then they're working on some of the other youth. To me, they've been working already since before the World Cup. Well, sure. I mean, they, I mean, I mean, they're, you know, the cake has already been baked for this one. They really don't have to do, I mean, they didn't really have to do all that much for this one. But uh, yeah, so they're, uh, you know, they're, they're learning from this one and <clears throat> that they're, they're already getting ready for, for yeah. what's beyond here. To Yeah. And then to, to have, to be on the team that organized the World Cup, which is, to which guarantees you home games. That's, that's already some big stuff there already. Right, so, I mean, I, I don't think. Go ahead. Yeah, so I don't, you don't need a. Well, I mean, seeing that, what they're doing, I, I don't think. Why bring in a coach that he's going to say, okay, this is this is all my ideas. This is what I'm going to do. And then if he leaves or it doesn't work out, you're you're back to zero, you know. Well, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the risk you're, you're going to have to take. And uh, uh, so. It, it goes back to are they looking at it as a four year or an eight year, and you know what is going to be their breaking point? You know for, for for things to go south enough to where they they have to where they have to make a move, or are they going to say you know what this is an eight year thing? What happens happens. You know our goal. You know our goal is to is is you know we want to we want to be at uh, at optimal conditions. You know, or or just you know, be a team like Croatia and just send a bunch of guys, you know, and play on the top teams in Europe, and you know, and let them get ten years of seasoning, and you know, <laughs> How easier said than done, John. Yeah, play that way. I mean, that's yeah. So it's yeah, I mean, well, it, there's definitely uh, some things to consider. So so, Joel, you you uh, no, well, you know what, the planning thing is really important for Mexico because um. You're talking about a league where they just they just keep they just keep uh, raising the the limit on foreigners, so it's less and less players now. Right, you know and, and that, it's, that it's going to be less and less because uh, there there are teams that are pushing to just completely. <clears throat> you know why why can't we be like Major League Baseball where it just doesn't matter? You know people are rooting for the uniform; they're not rooting for who's inside it. So who cares if they're Mexican or not? We want to we want to yeah. have the, the best league and best players available. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and you look at you look at the the Mexican national team, and 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 I know a big talking point in the Mexican media has been, you know, Mexico handily beat Croatia four years ago in Brazil, and now it seems like compared to Croatia, it seems like they went backwards with with Croatia going, you know, be making the final. But, but at the same time, you know, <clears throat> they have all these players playing in these top teams, while Mexico only has about five, which uh, a lot of them aren't even starters. Well, I, I mean, mean I, I think you're being yeah. kind when you say five. I mean, you know, outside of Porto, who, you know, plays the Champions League, just, you know, occasionally they, they, they do really well. But, you know, they might make it out of the group stage of the Champions League, and then, and then they'll, you know, if they're quarterfinalists, they've had a good season. Uh, yeah, and 
Uh, and that, that, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, outside of that, I mean, I can't think of, I mean, I know that Chicharito played at uh, Real Madrid and he played at, at, at Manchester United, but I mean, he was struggling to get minutes at, uh, and, and Chicharito is, you know, is, is just not the same guy he was seven years ago. I mean, he doesn't have the, the spring in his step anymore. You know, he's, he's become more of a, uh, you know, he's, he's not, he's not crashing the box like, like he was. It's just, uh, you know, he, he, he yeah. was not at his best. And, uh, well, yeah, well, that's the thing, John. I, I don't really see that situation improving. We're, we're not likely to end up with 20 players getting regular playing time in the next four years. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very hard for Mexico. I think that this you know for this upcoming World Cup, uh, the chances are, are are pretty high that the, that the base of the Mexico team is gonna be is gonna be heavily uh, Liga MX instead of instead of Europe. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the biggest promesas that was that were the people were hoping would end up in Europe, Pizarro, and he's he's in Monterrey, you know. And and right. then if you look you look at any younger players, there's very few. You have like Lainez. And and you could count him with one hand, you know, of of, of talent that's coming up. Right. I mean, so there's, it, there's Cesar Montes who probably could yes, uh, have a, make make a very nice career for himself playing pretty much anywhere he wants. I think. I think he has he has that kind of talent, ability, and and frankly, body body frame, which uh, is, is is very attractive to the uh, to the European market. So I you know I think that he's a player that could potentially play for a you know. AC Milan, yeah, Juventus, Liverpool. <laughs> you know, seriously. I mean, I mean, he he has he has the, the 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 he has everything going for him in order for him to do that. But is Monterrey going to let him go? You know, yeah, I mean, no. And then John, by, by the time we send another crop to Europe, some of the players that are already there would already be coming back. Right. You know, Chicharito's already he's he's on his last years. Uh, even Layun, a lot of these other guys, they're already at the at the end of their, you know. I wouldn't be surprised to see Chicharito come back to uh, come back to Mexico within the next two years. I don't think he'll go. He, to, I think he'll go to Mexico first and then go to MLS. He had an offer from Juventus. He might be regretting it now. He could have, you know, been been a Juve with. With CR7, man. He was at CR7, CH14 pairing. I was, I was so disappointed in Lobo's <laughs> that they, you know, their offer wasn't. Uh, <laughs> their offer wasn't uh, wasn't accepted for, for Ronaldo. They were so close. They were so close. So, so Joel. So, w- w- what does Joel when 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 Yon de Luisa calls you next week and he goes, Joel, qué debo hacer, Joel? Dame tu consejo. What what would you tell? What would you tell? Well, I say we stick to our plan that we have set, and most likely we bring in a coach that is, you know, he's on board with that stuff. And if it's eight-year proceso, if we can't find a seasoned veteran, we could groom our own. Why not? You know, well, it's we we could like have our own coach. So, and, and I know this this raised some alarm bells, and people are like, "You're off your rocker." I, I, we could even take a young coach from Liga MX and, and just get him ready. <laughs> so, so you 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 would advocate for picking 
a coach that isn't necessarily the most experienced, but, but in your mind, by the time, you know, eight years from now, when world, when, when Mexico 2026 rolls around, this guy's going to be ready to go. And he's going to, and he's going to get us to where, to where Mexico wants to. Be. Yeah. You, you know what? And, and yeah. And I, one thing I've noticed is in, in, I guess Mexico and I guess Mexican culture, we have, we have no holdbacks if it's a foreigner doing that than if it's one of our own. So you, you, for example, you could have a Matias Almeida coming into Chivas, arguably one of the biggest teams, you know, and he had about, what, two years of experience, and, and he had only been successful in second division. He, he, his two runs in first, he, he didn't finish them. He never managed to go beyond um, beyond uh, mid table, and and you know we were so welcoming, and he ended up doing really good as far as bringing in trophies, and and we could accept that. But but if we're to mention one of our own, you know, all of a sudden it's like they're not good enough. Like Nacho, who was coming back from being with Aguirre and, and coaching in Spain, uh, you know, assistant coach. And it's like no one in Liga MX wanted him. <laughs> he seemed like he didn't have enough experience, you know. He wasn't right. getting even half. He didn't even get half the chances that, like, Mati got. So I, I do think it's something we need to change, man. It's like how, how are we losing faith in our own, in our own coaches? All the big, when you look at, when you look at the Selección, all the main other main trophies, they were all won by, by um, Mexican-based coaches, you know, it, it, from, from Olympic gold to Confederaciones, you know, to under-17. That was all Mexican coaches that, that helped the Selección win. Now, do you have somebody in mind, Joel, to... Uh, I do, to, sir. And, and, and who would that be, Joel? I would praise yourself, John. I would get. Wait, wait, wait! Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> let, me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get prepared for this. Sorry. Let's see. I'm on. I'm on the. We get on the. Get on the right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> ready? Ready? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Ah, uh, you know, I would consider someone like Rafa Puente Jr. Hey, as long as he's on board with the vision, you know, he's on board with the group. I think a, a young guy like that, and then you give him a really good assistant, some experienced veteran, a good assistant coach. Like Carrillo to be his assistant. Yeah, hey, why not? He's been at the World Cup too. Uh, you know, someone that's been around and that knows what's up. I mean, there's plenty of people, you know, you even have Dr. Mejia Barón. There's, there's a lot of people, and even like like uh, Manuel Puente. There's, there's a lot of people you could you could bring in, man. He, you could even bring in. I bet even La Volpe would be willing to come in as a as a bench as coach, some type of yeah, as an assistant or you, you know. Um, I've never Pereira, understood why La Volpe, why they didn't just give him the youth, like just be in charge of the youth teams. He could even do that. You, you know, like in the 94 World Cup, Alberto Pereira for Brazil, and he had Lobo Zagallo as his assistant, man. 
Right. Talk about talk about uh, having a top assistant there, you know, someone that had already won the World Cup, and he's your assistant. Uh, so, I I feel that we we have that. We have Mexico has that. You know, they they have they have they have all those resources that I feel a lot of times they don't take advantage of, and and we expect someone to come in with all the answers. We expect a foreign coach to come in and make the the difference and, and we shouldn't be expecting that. We you know, we already went through it. You we've had a Sven Goran come in and and we've had an Osorio. We already tried we pretty much tried every trick in the book, man. And and well all I'm seeing is every time Mexico played with, with one of their own coaches, the team managed to win something. So are you are, are you are you picking uh Rafa's because because he's young and he's basically unproven and, and and he's someone that they can mold into what they want, or 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 do you specifically see something in him that says you know what this that this guy could be could, could 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 be the guy? Well, yeah, it's a bit of everything. Uh, I wouldn't say mold him, but I think that because he's willing, if he's willing to be part of that group, and and why not do what? Why not do what like JC always doing, where he was, you know, in the downtime, spending a week with Bielsa and a week with Sampaoli and FMF could easily do that. They have the connections. They could easily reach out to Pep, have that guy spend two weeks there, Man City, you know. So, but but I do think as as coach, he he's shown. He's shown that he's not clueless, you know, what he did with Lobos Buap. Uh, he, he's held his own. I think he has a good presence. Well, one thing that, that I think it's important, especially with Selección Mexico, is, is knowing how to command the, the, the press, you know, having a good, a good relationship with the press. And he, he's excelled at that. If you've seen some of his pressers, he's, he'll hold the room. And I mean, it's, it's not surprising he had been an actor for a, Probably longer than he's been a soccer coach, <laughs> right? But but he does come from football, you know. At the same time, his dad was involved in that, so he's grown up with that all his life. Well, here's 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 my 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 deal killer, Cohen. Yes, Rafa Puente was the was the was the goalie on the on the on the on the 1974 team that 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 did not. Did not qualify for the World Cup. Are you sure you want to bring that kind of juju back to the to the World Cup process? I think we surpassed it because also in that team was La Puente with a full head of hair. You know. You, yeah, but I've he was the, he, but he was but he was never part of a proceso. La Puente. You know, he never yeah, he, but, he never had qualifiers to deal with. Well. Look, I I, I understand he, what you're saying, and, and he was on the field when they when they in the '74. La Puente was on the field when they got oh, eliminated. I, I understand that, but what I'm saying is is that when it was in La Puente had Mexico, he didn't have he he didn't have to qualify for the World Cup. He did a World Cup, and then you know just a little after that, he never had to play. So, but 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 Puente was was uh, directly involved in, 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 in not making a World Cup. So. But but you're saying that, that that having La Puente on the team cancels that out. I think that that, that it's still too strong on 
on uh, on Rafa Puente to bring the and to bring the kid in. You know, that's like that. You know what that is, Jorge? That's like when Macbeth thinks that he's killed the whole Duncan line and Ben Banquo escapes, you know, and runs off. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I understand what you're saying. Well, there, I, there's I, others. Well, I understand. Well, yeah. And, and the, 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 the big drawback though for, for Rafa Puente is it, is that he was, he was barely a professional player and, and he's only coached for, you know, two and a half. He's only been a coach for two and a half seasons. So bring him on as an assistant. If you're going to bring it now, if you want to bring a young guy, uh, what other options would you would you consider? Hmm. There's, I mean, we have. He's not. Let me ask you this: Does it have to be a young guy who is a Mexican national, or a young guy who played, you know, his essentially his entire career in the league? I make his, it just happens to be from another country, but but is a is a league MX lifer. Would you consider no, both, that person a, a quote unquote Mexican coach? Because yes, I would. I would too. I would too, John. If if they did their whole career there, like you like, know, and a lot of, a lot of these guys even have family, or they already sure. they live Mexico's right. already their home. Right. I mean, Tuca to me is a Mexican coach. I forget that he's Brazilian when he's talking. Sir, until I hear him talking, seriously. <laughs> I mean, you know. Like yeah. I, no. Tuca and I go way back for for folks that. Or new to the podcast, I've been a, I've been a Tuca fan for a very long time. Well, that, you know that's that's why um, Turco was a big candidate, but I think he's just had too many problems. Well, uh, Tuca always took himself out of consideration because he didn't. No, no, not not Tuca. I mean Turco, Turco Mohamed. Oh, Turco, Turco. He was candidate, you know, but he's well, just. What been... happened was that Osorio kept winning in, in the in the hexagonal. Is what happened. So, seriously. <laughs> Yeah. And we yeah, we but, talked about it on the show. We would say that Osorio has to get X many points so he doesn't get fired. And he kept hitting the number. Oh, he kept hitting the number. He did, but but at the same time, um Turco just left the way he left America, and I know a lot of Americanistas were you know, they were angry. But if you see what the things he was doing where he would just leave leave midweek. Right, because he wanted to go see a friendly game at the Vatican. <laughs> Just, I'm not even making it up, you know. Uh, a friendly game, you know, set up for the Pope, or he would say that he needed to go see something about his kid's school in in Buenos Aires, and he'll take off and return three days later. I mean that. Yeah, but you know, the national team allow, allows you to do that stuff, though, because I mean, it's not. It's a full-time job, but the reality is that you don't. It, get... it does, but it's the way he did it, you know. It's the way he was doing it, where he would just. By the way, I'm leaving, you know. That would be a. That would be a great character to play if 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 you're coming up with some like you know, the coach is like. Had, had he won his championship by the time he was acting like the, the 800 pound gorilla. Yeah, and and even like Belize was talking about how he wouldn't know, and Belize was the. He was his boss. Oh, so the dude would, would just leave. He, he would just he would tell someone, but but you know, wait wait till I'm gone to tell him type of thing. So Pelais would say we lost the Clasico, you know, against Pumas or Chivas or whomever. And on Monday morning, you know, he shows up waiting to to grill the team and try to pick him up, and and he'll show up and there's no training, and mm. it's what happened, <laughs> like. Uh, you know, Turco canceled practice. He's, he'll be back in two days. 
that sounds that sounds like the, like a coach from Club de Cuervos doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> It, yeah. You know what it does, and and so that was some of the stuff he did at America and then Monterrey. Monterrey gave him a lot of chances, and and he lost the locker room twice. Um, you know, the first time he lost it, they let him get rid of some of these players, and then the second time was just by that point it was just like like they figured, okay, you're more you're a bigger problem than we thought, which I, I think has probably gone to his head, you know. The whole power thing. Because hmm. he does come across as like a humble type dude. Um, I, I remember. And you know what? John Austin in Argentina when he was coaching Huracan, who were in second division, and he couldn't get the team to win, so he, he quit. He was like, and he was a, he's a fan favorite over there. You know, he, he came out of that team. Joel, if, uh, if, if I didn't know any better, <clears throat> I would say that, that, that you are, you are running. You are you are running a a, a pro <laughs> Rafa Puente and a con Turco Mohamed campaign in the, no, in, the I, same, in the same breath. I think I think Turco's not even in that list. Yeah, I, I don't think, think I don't is, think Turco's a candidate. Think, Turco's gone. No. He's, he's in. Separate. Yeah, that list is is basically uh, Piojo, Almeida, and. and Let's well, I don't. Well, I don't know Osorio because I think he's he came in through some problems and and um I think he was doing some some extra cancha rotaciones at the World Cup, you know, he's giving opportunities to some females he shouldn't be. So I, I, don't know. I think he needs to fix some things before he comes back to coaching. Okay, so so your 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 heart says Rafa Puente. No, not my heart, my mind. Your mind, okay. So that, yeah, my that, my heart that, would say Chepo. That I, I would. <laughs> I have a bunch of people canceling on the podcast. Good <laughs> God! <laughs> Tuning off. Uh, hey. The heart wants what it wants, John. Uh, but no, my mind was it not necessarily Puente, but someone in in that line, you know. Someone you could you could help groom well, and who, bring in. Who else, who else fits that mo? I mean, I mean, outs- there's the Rafa Puente. There's uh, we've had others like uh, like Potro Gutierrez, you know. Who I'll, I'll tell you who I'm, I'm keeping an eye on uh, is uh, is Leandro Augusto. Leandro, he he is uh, Patino's assistant, and I guarantee you, if things don't go well for Patino in the upcoming season, Leandro's going to be Pumas' next coach. Yeah, and would you have Dante Siboldi as well, who just won with Santos? And not only did he win, he outcoached everyone he played. Well, here's here's my my, high marks for that. Yeah, he does. There, there are there are some uh, there are some 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 local candidates that are uh, very interesting. So, okay, we obviously have our fantasies of, of of what it is that we want. And you've given yours. Uh, now let me ask you what uh, what is what is going to happen? What what is what does Hoel the uh, the pragmatist say or the pragmatist say? Man, up until yesterday, I would have said Almeida, but you know, but I, I I've heard. That FMF's not too happy with his self-promotion, you know, his promo tour that he's been doing. Uh, 
That just means that the price went down. That this is all. Uh, remember, it's a game. They're sending messages to yeah. each other. Yeah, I mean, because I think to me that that's one of the big things right now that you need to focus on is rebuilding the locker room. There's been a lot of talk about how it was divided. You had Chicharro's camp and you had Rafa Marquez's camp, and and so a lot of some of the stuff that went down going into the World Cup. So you don't want to start, you don't want to start a process like that. We've seen what happened when Hugo was, when Hugo came in, and the team was divided because you had, you had all the, the Atlas players. They were all, right. they had been all the pro La Volpe, and so. I remember some of them. I think, yeah, it was Marquez who said, "We, I don't know what we're playing at. Pretty messed up, you know. Who was just starting, and, and you have one of your more influential players already talking smack. He did. He said that's, and he said he also said I didn't agree with with the uh, strategy in the uh, uh, making that. I figure who he subbed out in the Argentina game. When I didn't agree with it either. It's like, dude, you can't. I can say that. You can't say that. Or at the very least say, hey, you know what? I, I, I didn't agree with it. And I told, I told coach, hey, coach, you know, at least, at least, you know, don't, don't like, you know, air out. Just say, hey, yeah, I did tell him, hey, you know, maybe that wasn't a good decision. But yeah. And, and that, that Hugo team ended up being in Copa America. It's the Mexican team that scored the most goals. You know, I, I am really. Which, uh, is, which is impressive. Yeah, exactly. Even, because South American, just just to do that in South America against some of the teams he did it to, it, it's very impressive. But we, like like I said again, John, we don't give credit to our own people, man. I if this was, was JCO, uh, if this was JCO, we would be praising it. Just how we praise, because he beat man, we're praising JCO for beating Canada. <laughs> I was there. I was in Vancouver for that, and I uh, <laughs> they, played, they played very well. They played very well. You know, I was I was never. Uh, I mean, you know, going back to the big soccer days, it was just such a bad decision to fire Hugo. It just, I mean, well, they did it right before World Cup qualifiers were starting. I mean, it was it was it was obviously an ego. It was obviously an ego move. By I think at that time it was Vergara who uh, just you know for whatever reason just wanted to stick it to Hugo. Yeah, and and the Vergara camp right now is the one against Almeida. They're not yeah. happy with yeah. how. The the Vergara camp lost their uh, their their political capital when they when they brought when Televisa allowed them to bring uh, Sven in and that was a disaster. It's so. true, but but you need as many boats as you can, you know. And obviously, you have some of the like Grupo Pachuca and some of these other that have their own interests. So I mean, if you have less support. It just makes it a bit more difficult compared to how it would have been if, you know. Well, I mean, I understand, but I mean, let's let let's be honest. There's only one team support the the next coach needs, and that's all that matters. The other ones can piss and moan all they want. I mean, <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. So. You said up until yesterday you thought Almeida. So now, 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 what do you think? What do what do you think is going to happen? I lost Hoy. I'm I'm not too sure. I uh, I don't really know who they would. You know. So you're and, you're. And another, they're going to wait. They're going to wait for 
for John to return, and then they're going to make the call. Your your so crystal not, ball is very hazy right now, Hoyt. I'm, I'm surprised. It has been, and, and are you surprised seeing the results at the World Cup? I'm sorry, I'm sorry what was your question? No, I mean, are you surprised it's been hazy seeing how the World Cup has been unfolding? It's, uh, it's hazy times, John. That is true. That is true. It's not, It hasn't been the most uh, chalky World Cup, uh, at least uh, in a while. So, okay, so so back to Mexico. So, you, so you're unsure. You, you, you thought it was Almeida, but now you think that there's someone uh, uh, polluted the waters and not so sure what's going to happen. I do think uh, that I don't that Osorio will not be the coach coming up, and I do understand your your preference for 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 someone, especially if they're going to go and then do a full eight year uh, deal to uh, bring in somebody. I don't necessarily think that Rafa Puente is the guy, but I do understand where the qualities and attributes that you list would would make somebody like that very attractive. I just don't think he has enough experience. I, I think it's one thing when you have all the, you know, when you can make the, the press conference and, and, and then Puebla Lobos Wap laugh. I think it's another thing when you have a you know, press conference that's 20, 30 times the size. So, uh, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a different uh, feel altogether. But the reality is that there just aren't really that that, that many young uh, coaches in Mexico. Unfortunately for Mexico, I, I think their best candidate, I think I, I think waited a year too early to make a decision, and I think that that would be Diego Alonso. I think he would have been perfect for the Mexico national team. He's a guy who you know played his entire career in Mexico, was an assistant in Mexico, coached in Mexico. He's yes, he's not. Mexican, but he's one of the one of the guys who's made his career in Mexico, which to me makes him as 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 Mexican as anybody. You know, someone who knows the league, knows the players, knows how Mexico works. Is you know is a, is a league on Mex guy, but he signed with Monterrey, and I think that that's going to be uh, that's going to be a tough get for him. But I do think that if he stays and has success in Monterrey, if they want to go four-year north, then I think he would be an excellent choice for 2026. But I do think, Joel, that it needs – you know, my, my, my fantasy is the eight-year proceso. And, uh, you know, I, I would love to see a guy like, like Almeida do that as long as he has that opportunity. I would have loved to have seen a guy like Busetich get it. I think Busetich, unfortunately, I think is at a point in his career where he's like, I don't want to take on an eight-year project like that. Was was Peckerman? Did he resign with Colombia or? I I'm not so sure if he has or not. The big rumor is that he's he's gonna, he's he's going to be the one that goes and takes over Argentina, which I have a hard time believing because uh, I would think that that would be a, more of a money position than a than a sport position. So I don't think that that's going to happen. But I, I, he may he may take over the quote unquote national teams for Argentina. I, I would believe that. In a heartbeat, but I think as as far as running the federation, no chance. But yeah, but the rumor is he is he is heading back, and of course the rumor is that Juan Carlos Osorio is gonna is gonna take over Colombia. So we'll see uh, we'll see how that plays out. But like I said, yeah, I, I you would know like... with Osorio. Yes. Looking looking at social media, 
his countrymen don't seem to want him. They they wanted him briefly after the Colum after the Germany game, but but then that was short lived. You know, Joel, I would, uh, you know, Juan Carlos Osorio, and and, and reading what our uh, friend of the show uh, Martin del Palacio was was reporting about what 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 he saw as far as how Mexico prepared for this World Cup, it was it was it was second to none. It was it was it was impressive. It was it, Mexico was probably the, the the best organized and best prepared team at the World Cup as far as you know having everything you know every minute of their of their day you know scheduling down to what they served them on the uh as a meal on the airplane rides even i mean that they had every every every, everything down the last detail unfortunately for me this is a results-oriented business and in the games that mattered most for juan carlos osorio he did not deliver and and you know and, and in the press conference after after every single one of them tells you what what Mexico didn't do and it was his fault and you know that, that that's why they lost and to me that was uh, the, the, as as great as Mexico's preparation was an organization and having you know making sure that they all have the same kind of you know maybe maybe triple ply on the toilet paper instead of regular double ply I get that that's great but you got to deliver you know you have to deliver and and Juan Carlos Osorio did not. Yeah, the, the, he was never able to win a second round game. And I don't necessarily mind that they that they that they didn't win, you know, the game again, the second round game in, in, in the World Cup. I mean, just getting to the second round in, in the World Cup is a huge accomplishment. And I think a lot of a lot of Mexico fans uh, uh, for, forget that. I mean, it really. I mean, it is it is very especially for a team like Mexico to make it out of the group stage. It just it just is, and. But but again, I mean, it was it was the the Germany game, the 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 Chile game to me was just uh, aside from losing seven zero, was just unforgivable to to not have your team ready to play for that one. And um, it was uh, it was it's just a, a a huge black mark against uh, against them. I just I just think that that black mark outweighs everything else because I mean, uh, again, you have you have you have to bring the results. And uh, in tournaments that Mexico could have done very well in, it didn't happen. And and, and again, in the sense, and the ways that that it didn't happen were just, you know, yeah, it, were scandals. The, the numbers just add up. Like they got the defeats and then the goals against and the goals for, it looks really bad. Yeah, it's just I mean, you know, obviously the seven zero has a lot to do with that. But I mean, Mexico's only scored two goals in those games. And uh, actually, is it is it two or one? What seven series, seven goals against Chile? Oh no, it's two, three, goals, it's two goals. Three against uh, what's it? Three? Yeah, three against Germany at the Confederations. Four. Huh? Four. Four. <laughs> so one, we're at double one, digits. One Jamaica and two uh, Brazil, and then Mexico scored against Germany and Honduras, and that's it. Yeah, to me, but man, that just looks pretty bad. Like, and and just just going on those three confederaciones, um, World Cup and and Copa America, just just seeing those results, it, it just doesn't look too good. Right, and 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 that to me is uh, is just a huge, a, a huge red flag that, that that comes up with Juan Carlos Osorio. And... Yeah, and we've gotten used to seeing a team that Mexico, even though they lost, they at least went down fighting. 
Right. I mean, at least, yeah. That, that Brazil game was. I mean, it was only a matter of time before Brazil scored, and then you knew that. You know, I mean, then you're hoping that Styles the back man. I hope they don't. You know, this could get because because they did it to Mexico in the Copa America in 2004, where the first half, you know, Mexico held their own and did okay, and then the second half Brazil gets an early goal, and you know, 20 minutes later it's four to zero. It's four zero, and you yeah. know, luckily that didn't happen here, but well, it could have make... easily. <laughs> well, what? Yeah, what makes the Brazil game worse is is. The Sweden defeat. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, there's no it, question. It, it was just it a, comes hand in hand with that. Yeah. It was, you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie. As as a fan, the, the minute that stupid that stupid uh, what's his name uh, German guy that scored Kroos, he's not stupid, obviously, but uh, he he scores that goal. You know, as a fan, it's like from the minute that goal went in until Andres Cantor yelled "Goal, de Korea." I, I just I had a, just this terrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. I just just it's, it's like it was it was like just a bad it was a bad omen. It just it just was not. Uh, and uh, I think there were a lot of Mexicans that that that, that felt the same way. It just there were just a lot of bad generated a lot of bad juju that goal did for Mexico. And it was uh, it was very unfortunate. And uh, but but the, they they just were not uh, were not ready to play. We're not ready to play. Anyway, so so back to back to it, Joel. I, I say, nay, you're playing. I would like to see a coach like 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 I may have been, but somebody who has like, you know, like you're someone that they can uh, build in the position. As long as that word that that, that our, our our word of the day, Joel. As long as they have the the commitment and the consistency to to to, to stay the course with what they want to do, which which is to reach the 2026 World Cup with a group of you know, 25 to 28 year olds that could kick much ass. If, if if that's their plan, they need to stick to it. And I think Joel, that, that, that that's why you're, you are, you, you see this upcoming Olympics as uh, as such a huge, um, there's a word, bellwether. Thank you. Bellwether Joel for, for, for the Mexico national team. I mean, it really is going to be a, an indicator of, of, of where things go. For Mexico in the upcoming, because that will be the team that plays in the World Cup. It's going to be the the Olympic team because they're going to have the recambio, the recambio generacional. Yeah, and and it'll be good if some of the because you know you're allowed three over twenty three, so it'll be good to have some that are like twenty four. They're not necessarily too old, you know. Right. So like like for example, um, Titan Salcedo, he's twenty four, so it'll be good to have him. And I, I'm pretty sure he would be he would be part of that t- team. Right. Yeah, I mean you want to have a, you know a solid defender, a solid if and if you don't have a good goalie then you're going to want to have a good goalie. So, you know, Memo might get to play the Olympics. Upcoming. Yeah, that's good with goalie. I think he's easily has another World Cup in him. Oh, he's got at least he could probably have two. <laughs> so, he could probably he'll, have two World Cups. So, I would be So, he, he'll be, be the next the next Cinco Copas? Yeah. By the way, Cinco Copas, uh, Carvajal needed to zip it uh, uh, earlier. It's like, dude, <laughs> you know, you played 15 World Cup games. Mexico tied one of them. Come on, let's. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, man, let's let's. Oh, guy's probably going senile. He's he's up there in age, John. Mm-hmm. He's talking about stage moon landing and all that. So if if Almeida doesn't fit the eight-year plan and uh, and and. Uh, Neither the Rafa Puente, 
would they would they dare bring somebody you know who's who's completely cold uh, into this? I, I I'm thinking they would probably choose in house, and I mean John De Luisa, and he's he is a Televisa guy, so I mean Piojo's there. Why not? Why not Piojo? Right. Well, Piojo's always going to be the. Uh, the pinch hitter, if, if, if things go south, I think he's he's going to be the guy that's waiting in the wings. And the reality yeah, is, but, is, is, is that Piojo, you know, if he does get another opportunity, I think, think that's going to be the only way. And I think he has to understand that too. It's like, you know, he kind of, he kind of did it to himself, the position that he's in. So, no, I I agree, but I think with Televisa, he's proven he's willing to work. You know, he's he's willing to be part of a team. Right. No, I understand that. I mean, hopefully it'll, uh, hopefully it won't come to that. But I, I, I don't necessarily think that he would be like one of the immediate candidates. But I do think that he'll be the bombero with the, when things, if, if things end up going south. Yeah, but if they can't find anyone, don't you think he would just be the logical choice at that so, point? So, so you're saying he's the, he's the 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 safety school. He's both. Yeah, he's both the the safety switch and. And the bombero. If they find someone, yeah, he'll be the bombero. If they don't find someone, well, he's he's right there waiting. Right. I've been here all along. <laughs> what you didn't know is that what what you were looking for was right in front of you the whole time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And uh, uh, like I said, I I don't think Juan Carlos Osorio is going to be uh, the one that stays, even though the you know the rumor is that they have made him an offer. Uh, Joel, I, I I cannot stress it enough. I, you know, this is one that 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 begs to be treated as an eight-year, as an eight-year commitment. And if they can get a coach that can stay uh, from Mexico for for a couple of World Cup cycles, then uh, with with well, the related, yeah, and, and that's a big that's a big thing right there because uh, you know, there's a lot of talk that JCO's coaching staff didn't want to stay. You know, they were ready to call it quits a while back. Right. They just went through so much. I don't think he wants to go through all of that again. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I just, I just don't <laughs> see it there. And, you know, he didn't. Uh... Hey, and he, he is, I think if the U.S. offers him, I can see why that would be a more attractive offer for him, where he would just, we didn't have to deal with half of the stuff. He deals with in Mexico. Right. Yeah, he get like ten percent of the pressure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that is in no way disrespectful toward the, the the position of the U.S. soccer coach. Just the reality is, is it? You know, Juan Carlos Osorio in Mexico says something. He's on the he's on the front page of every newspaper in the country. If the U.S. soccer coach says anything, you know, he might get you know maybe in the major cities newspapers. Like Los Angeles and New York, but outside of that, yeah. But they, maybe we, they forget about it, and 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 uh, you know, in in Mexico, it's it it'll become a talking point for the whole week. Oh yeah, it's constant. Yeah, just it's, it's, and, I mean, and then next next match, they're bringing it up. I mean, Mexico's not playing a competitive match for the next year, and we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, why don't they have a game in September? Yeah, but those are friendlies. Who cares about friendlies? Ah. Uh, but uh, okay, so I I don't think well, 
I'm torn because I I, I want to believe that, that 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 they're looking at it as an eight year thing, be, just because of who is uh, who's involved right now, and and the, as you said, the decisions that they've been making. And no, and they've been they've been going for that. They've been trying for that since Hugo Sanchez, since since La Volpe actually, when when they brought in La Volpe, uh, that was one of the one of the things that the the FMF wanted to do was to have a two, you know, uh, the the two a coach go go through two cycles. Right. And uh, yeah, La Volpe, La Volpe, he just. He was just too much. He courted too much controversy with the media. And the second thing was that uh, he felt he also felt to win a, a, a second round game outside of Mexico only only when uh, only the Gold Cup that was hosted in Mexico. That's the only time he won. He won a second round match. Right. Other than that, he he failed at all of them. Uh, so I think that cost him his job. Uh, and then when Hugo got the job, you even had, I think it was, was it Nessio or was it the other guy? But they were talking about how that was a plan to keep Hugo. But again, he, he just came in on a cloud of controversy. I, I don't think he did himself any favor with, you know, every time when, because cause when La Volpe was coach, oh, the yeah. media would go to Hugo and Hugo would gladly, gladly go off, you know. Right. We should have just stayed quiet, but he just couldn't help back, which is kind of the same thing he's doing right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> Ugo is insisting. Well, he's insisting two things. First thing he's insisting is that my plan was a 12-year plan. This would be the culmination of the plan. We wouldn't be playing in the World Cup final if they would have followed my plan. So, <laughs> you know, what the, saying that. I think, thing, go ahead. The other thing he's saying is the next, the, the, the Mexican national team coach should always be a Mexican. I agree with a lot of what he says, and and I think he's a good coach, and I think he did a lot of great stuff at Pumas. But unfortunately, he's just hard to work with, you know, and 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 that 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 hurts him. That that hurts his chances. That's why he hasn't been coaching too much in Liga MX, and why FMF is unlikely to give him a phone call. Well, I mean, he's he hasn't coached in. And over over five, I mean, he's he's not getting a call, so he's he's he can go, you know, he can uh, keep. No, no, but but yeah, it's unfortunate. But it's unfortunate because I think he brings a lot to the table, but it's his attitude, you I'll know. I'll tell you what, I I I would if if Ugo if Ugo could handle it, I would bring him on and and have him coach my strikers. I would say, man, you you be this my striker guy. You show the strikers what to do. I would. Kill to have Ugo Ugo be that guy. Yeah, but see, I would say Sigo. Does Sigo allow him to do that? Like, well, that's, that's you know what I mean? I mean. Like, would he allow himself to do that? It was is it? And the answer is probably no. But I mean, it would be it would be it would be great. And and that that that's one of the the things that I was most disappointed about. And the whole uh, Ugo era was was knowing that Vela and and Chicharo and uh, and Giovanni were coming up, and like, man, they're gonna have a guy like Ugo, you know, and, uh, you know, a, a guy who. You know, was so good offensively, you know, and consistently good for so many years. Teach these guys, you know, how to, you know, how to find space in a, you know, and even the, the the secrets of, of of getting open and you know and, and being that guy and then making yourself available and all that stuff. 
and it just it just didn't happen. It was like he's like, ugh. It's just it's just yeah. really frustrating. Well, yeah, he was unfairly sacked, but um, yeah, it was. Hasta, yeah, it was a bad hasta aquí llegué yo, um, which I saw my cambio, my cambio arrived on time. <laughs> el profe, el, el, you know, we, we're gonna do a rotación right now. Uh oh. Yeah, uh, the card, but I, I gotta head to work. The card is up. So I, the card I, is up. The card is up. <laughs> the cambio. The referee is allowing is allowing the substitution. Yeah. So you're you're slowing down the game. No, what? no, we need to we need to finish strong, profe. We need oh, to finish strong. Yeah. Oh, I thought you're you yeah. Know, uh, sometimes they make a sub to kind of kill the game and oh, kill the rhythm, the opponent's rhythm. It no, was, no, is that no, how no. you're seeing yourself, profe? Or, or you're seeing yourself as, as the, you know, like the Ole oh, Gunnar Solskjaer type of cambio. You know, you come in to, to score the clutch goal. Uh, yeah, are you, are you the closer, Profe? Or are you, are, you, are you the guy that they bring in when, when, we, need to, when we need to get a matar, goal? Matar no, no, tiempo. No, the, the way I see it, this is a, you know, this is like a summer friendly. Uh, I'm the star. I'm not going to play minutes. <laughs> you're just you're just coming in so that the people that paid the high price won't be that disappointed. Exactly. Who made you exactly. pull for this stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow, prof. Wow, prof. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's a pretty humble stance, don't you? Don't you agree, John? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you're, you know, the guy that that, that we go to when we when we ask specific questions. Uh, Profe Cambiarrayas, we were talking, uh, we were talking Almeida, but uh, but the Joel is uh, is bearish on Almeida becoming the national team coach. Yeah, it does, so it's a big possibility, Jolie. No, he 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 thinks that it's uh, it has been. Actually, I guess I guess Joel is no, he thinks that uh, that uh, Almeida is hurting his chances, or or the. the, the Damage has been done for the on the Almeida cause to, to join the national team. And yeah, the PR I guess he's, tr- he's trying to. It, it looks like he's trying to get a public support for it and pressure the owners. I mean, maybe or maybe he's just. Uh, I mean, you could think yeah, that maybe he's like. You could see it two ways. Either he's he's trying to get public opinion, or or maybe he's trying to make his case and telling these guys, "Look, I want the job. I'm I'm, I'm in. This is these are my qualities." Uh, you know, it just depends how you how you want to view it. So I don't I don't necessarily think he's he's hurting his chances. But if you think like if the owners think the way, you know, the, the way they do, <laughs> yeah, the way they do. I mean, I don't know. You know. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, you, you've you've read the the accounts and the stories about the how you know the egos that these guys have. I mean, you know, if, if one guy you know, shows up in a limo, then the other guy shows up in the helicopter, and then the other guy shows up in the double helicopter, you know, it's just, it's all a big, uh, you know, ego stroke. So, I mean, I could, I could see how, oh, you're going to talk like that about this? Well, guess what, pal? You know, we were going to pay you $2 million a year, now it's down to one and a half. So, what do you think of that? So, I think that there's, you know, definitely uh, give and take on both sides. It's, uh, it's all part of the, uh, out of the negotiation. So, the the question I asked Hoa, and I ask you this question, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll circle back to the to the World Cup is, okay, w- w- you have, John de Luisa has called you, he wants your advice. He's like he's like, profe, ¿qué tenemos que hacer? And uh, what would you tell him as as the head of the of the of the national team 
knowing that uh, there's a World Cup in 2022 and they're hosting a World Cup in 2026. Go, Profe. Well, I think I think the first thing is you you, you got to keep the same same manager for eight years. Um, uh, I would tell them to come come hell or high water. Just just make sure you keep the same guy. Yeah, keep you know find the right guy to 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 build to work with uh, for eight years. Uh, but you know, but find a guy that builds uh, that likes to build uh, from the ground up. Uh, you know, maybe continue with Osorio for another eight years. I mean, the the national team. I don't know if I would continue with him, you know, but maybe like an Almeida or, or you know, somebody that can handle the the short term and the and the and in the tournament as well. Somebody can handle qualification. Uh, I would probably tell them to, as the clubs to, uh, you know, some of the youngsters, anybody under twenty that wants to go abroad, let them go. There's there's if, if unless they see them in as part of their. Wait, well, how big is the squad now? Twenty-three or is it eighteen? I know eighteen suit up, but what for the Olympics or for the World Cup? For no, I'm just I'm just thinking for like or, or, or a club the, team. Is, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's 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 eighteen. So you see, it should be twenty-three, like like it is in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, they shouldn't have like a like a roster of forty players, and they're only gonna, you know, only like twenty-three, twenty-five have a chance to really dress. Right, and only eighteen are the ones that dress. So you said expand. The amount of, of, of players who dress to twenty three. No, no, uh, I, w- I would say the, the re- add release clauses to the players, or even you know, if a, if, let's say you got a a player that that wants to go abroad, they got interest, their agent got them a place, let them go, and then the federation will will compensate. You know, if if they if they feel like they lost money. Uh, just start letting players leave because there's not enough enough spots. So you need, uh, you know, convince the owners that hey, we wanna we're gonna be hosting, so we wanna run like Russia. Uh, so more players anytime, even if it's abroad, even if there's a like a ten percent chance or you know one percent chance that they make it. But you know, if you get enough players going abroad, maybe some of them. You know, it's like you throw them, so throw you them want the wall, as many back. as many Mexicans as possible playing soccer between exactly. now and 2026. Where, yeah. Wherever, if it's in if it's in Mexico, Costa Rica, USA, Spain, Argentina, Colombia, where wherever they can wherever they can get a spot, play as long as you can play, play. And, and I think that the second thing is is increase. Uh, Joe, this is actually Jolie's idea. But I agree with him that second they got to take second division a little bit more seriously. Maybe uh, increase the, the the sponsorship money available to them. Maybe you know kind of do like a, a was that revenue sharing? Like kind of like NFL NFL. Well, yeah, I mean, did they were they they share all the revenue? Period. Yeah, maybe you know give give the second division team. I mean, because I imagine the TV stations if you. Oh, that's kind of the challenge too, right? You can't get them in a bidding war because there's a, a gentleman's agreement there. But uh, maybe for the for the rights abroad, you could package them and and make some money, and then maybe uh, 
the home the home rights as well. The the, the Mexico the national uh, broadcasting rights maybe get get a little bidding war between Televisa and TV Azteca and and what was the other network? Uh, Slim's network, right? Yeah, Claro. I mean, there's Claro, there's ESPN, there's Fox. I mean, there's there's you know at least in this country, uh, starting the season, like Monterrey is going to be on 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 Fox Deportes, and uh, the Cholos are going to be on Fox Deportes. They might even be on on FS1 or FS2 as well. So yeah, so every every team's like uh, negotiates their own contract. So bring everybody to the table. Tell them, hey, long term, it's going to benefit everybody. Uh, Maybe the second thing is, I think the Moleros they have to change where they play these games, man. Because you know you go like uh, Mexico lost uh, Nestor Araujo, uh, you know, to an injury in May, uh, and, it, and 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 if it, it was on a routine slide tackle, because just the field was bad. Uh, the previous cycle they lost uh, Chapo Montes, right, and they came very close to losing. Rafa in the same game, like five minutes later, where a guy stepped on him, and uh, you know he's basically stepping on him on concrete, you know, with the, you know with yep. an inch of dirt and sod, and you know Rafa came really close to breaking his foot, and if that would have happened, that Mexico's chances in that World Cup go down considerably. I mean, even at thirty, what was Rafa then at thirty-four was still Mexico's best player, in, in, in yeah the, in the twenty fourteen World Cup, so. No, yeah, uh, uh, there, there's. You're absolutely right. There's, uh, if if they can actually put a put a long term plan together, and we've talked about aggregating the television contract on this show, you know, pretty much as long as we've been doing the show, you know, you know, there there has to be a you know a good incentive for a Lobos Buap to to earn promotion, you know, and then they come up and then they can't sign a TV contract because the TV station's like no one's gonna watch you, no one cares about you, we don't want to, you know. You know, why bother? Yeah. You know, and, whereas and, and in England, you know, because they aggregate the television contracts when they come in, you know, right off the bat, I'm not saying they're going to get this much, but right off the bat, the team gets, you know, here's, you know, 70 million euro because this is your share of the TV contract or whatever the number is. That just that just doesn't I mean, happen in Mexico. Yeah. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, the money shared top to bottom. So even though uh, even even uh, the what's that called? Uh, the League One or what, what, the championship? Uh huh. You know, oh yeah, the, the the championship exactly. Yeah, the championship is like is like probably like, like the fourth best league in Europe. The, the you know, English second division. They they get paid pretty well. Um, so you know what you know what I would also do, John, is uh, really limit the the foreigner spots in second division. Uh, and and I would put the 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 manager. Uh, they uh, as one of the spots. So if they have a foreign manager, that counts as a as a foreigner spot. Right. So if let's say the limit the cap is three, you use one on your manager, then you got two left. Um, and I think that's that's one way to to promote the the national coaches and and then keep keep with the the education because uh, I think these guys do their their the coaching license is like one and done. You know, you do it once, that's it. You don't have to you know keep educating yourself. I think they have to add a stipulation. Okay, you need a uh, this many, this, the, you know, you got to take uh, this amount of courses, uh, you know, every two years. Like, let's say three courses in two years or, or seminars, you know, bring in, keep bringing in guys uh, that are like at the, that are pushing the envelope, you know, the bleeding edge stuff. You know, they don't have to apply any, every, everything. They just, they have to be exposed to these ideas. 
you know, another thing that I would consider doing, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, geez, you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're giving us your, your manifesto. It's fantastic. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's things that, you know, you ask yourself, why haven't they been doing this all along? Uh, and another thing that I would do to help strengthen the second division and also to make the players uh, understand, you know, you know, be exposed to more, uh, better competition is if you're, say, say you finish in the top four of the, uh, of the clausura or whatever it is, you know, in, in the next, in the next tournament, your, your U20 teams play the second division. You know, the, the, whoever yeah. finishes in the top four, then you, then your, your four U twenty teams, you guys get promoted to the second division, and 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 then they, they, then they they can't obviously earn promotion, but they, you know, one it, it fills out the second division schedule, you know, like they're, they have like twelve teams. Well, now they can have sixteen, and two, it it, it gives the U twenties exposure that they otherwise that they're just not getting playing other U twenty teams. Exactly. Maybe and, maybe uh, make it like under twenty three second division for for the affiliate teams, you know? Right, like, like they used to have. Like like who was the who, who was the the Guadalajara was it Tapatio or whatever it was, you know Pumas uh, had, had Pumas Coraz, Morelos. Coraz. Well, yeah, they but before Coraz. before Coraz it was it was it was called Tapatio, and Pumas had Pumas yeah, Morelos yeah. and and then Cruz Azul El Cruz Azul Hidalgo and America had Socio Aguila. Tijuana, an affiliate there. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's not like they haven't done it in the past. So I think they can get back to to that because uh, the, there is going to be a generational uh, overhaul that's going to have to happen in this next uh, World Cup cycle. A lot of Mexico is one of the oldest teams in the tournament, and uh, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of uh, you know it, it's there's a lot of players that have a real good opportunity here to. Uh, to uh, cement themselves as, as, as part of the, uh, the subcoming process. So, so Juan, you've told us everything you want. Now, now tell me, uh, now give me. Oh, wait, one more. There's one more thing, John, actually. Well, hang on. All right. I, 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 I proposed this in the Twitter chat. It's, you know, I was kind of brainstorming, but I actually, I like the idea um, for the second division champion, uh, they also get a spot to well. First of all, get Mexico uh, back into Libertadores. I think uh, I think that tournament has been great for the clubs and and I think it, it helps the managers more than it does the players because the managers get exposed to just a little bit better. You know, it's kind of like Champions League. You know? Sure. No, it's uh, it, it it is. It is unfortunate that they don't play that tournament anymore, and hopefully they will. Uh, well, I mean, the reality is it would be great for for Conmebol and Concacaf to, to to combine and play one tournament. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, and and, and, and so I think once they got in, it would be important to the, for the second division side to get one spot. So you promotion. Yeah, but, but I mean, there's no second division teams to play the Libertadores, so uh, I, I don't think second division teams. You you can't do that to a first division team. I mean, that's as 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 Ron likes to say on the show, I niveles, and you just you just yeah, that that can happen. This for for the second division team. Yeah. yeah. I think 
most interested in um, doing wildlife from now, not the, the so let's say uh, 2019 that promoted. Uh, now, because I mean, I mean, you, ha- you have to you have to earn going to Libertadores by playing first division games. So that's yeah, absolutely. There's there's yeah, there's no. I mean, I mean, I, I, I get it. It's, it's, it's just an insult to the first division teams. I'm 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 being serious to uh yeah, to, yeah. to to uh well, see, let the second division team play just because they are in promotion. But the the problem is that Mexico is in Concacaf, so Concacaf brings the brings the you know the the hammer down anytime they try to uh, take send the better teams to Libertadores. So that's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm trying to find a Concacaf needs to be realistic, and uh, and and I think they're starting to show that because because now they're playing the Concacaf Champions League in the second half of the season, right? Mm-hmm. At, at, yeah. at least the Mexico teams, the U.S. I think, I think they're doing that so that, so that they can play some kind of tournament, club tournament, international club tournament in the first half of the season. What that tournament is, I don't think is yet to be determined, but but I, but I, I do because that's when they play this with Americana. So I do think that there is an opportunity there to have a competition with South American teams in the in the first half of the season, that isn't the Libertadores, but it's still some, some type of well, well, what well, it is. That you what, want. I, what I was thinking, what, what I was thinking, John, it, it's kind of like you know, UEFA Cup. Like if if you win UEFA, I think that gives you a, a, a spot in the Champions League, right? Right, right. So that's kind of what I was thinking with Mexico's uh, uh, second second division team earning promotion. You know, and, and and then having a chance to play Libertadores, and then you know find a way to get you know Mexico four, five, and six. Uh, well, actually, it's three, four, three, four, and five. Uh, you know, into Libertadores. I mean, that's that's the other, or or give one spot to the Copa MX champion. And uh, well, I mean, it Copa used to be that the Copa, the the, the two Copa MX champions would play in the Recopa. And the winner yeah. would get to get the third cupo, which was the playoff one. I mean, I, I do yeah. think that uh, that the fact that there's nothing going on in the first half of the season, I think, is is a is a harbinger of what uh, is, is is possibly in the works. Uh, I mean, don't think that Colmebol didn't see the crowds when they, they they played the Copa America in the states for the games that they probably weren't expecting to see crowds in. And uh, I mean, I, and I know that, that Ron has talked about this, and, and I agree with him. You know, the dream is to have an intercontinental tournament with clubs in both North America and South America, and Central America, of course, and the Caribbean, that rivals the Champions League. And, and, and national teams, and then no, 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 and club and, and club teams oh, that, club that rival, teams. yeah, and club teams that rivals the Champions League. Well, you know what? Uh... Since I think uh, Mexico stopped going to uh, stop sending their best teams to Libertadores, I think uh, uh, there hasn't been a, a champion outside of Europe. I mean, if you look at it, I, I mean, you know, I'm not looking at the stats very. It's like a very loose, uh, you know, a lot of gray area. But uh, generally speaking, Mexico hasn't it stopped really competing in, in Libertadores. Uh, they put and, that and, and, and you think that because of that is is what is taking the edge off the South American player? 
I, I think so. I mean, you know, there's there's so many factors, John. There's, I mean, obviously having so many of them play abroad, uh, so that when you want to work with the players, you know, it takes them like a day to get over. Then, you know, they're jet lagged. You can't really train with them. Uh, I, I think these guys need to be, although Brazil and Argentina, they do a lot of friendlies in Europe, actually. Oh, they only do friendlies in Europe. They don't, they, I mean, if they don't have, if they don't have to go back to play the qualifier, they're not yeah, going yeah. anywhere. Okay. Yeah. They, so, they, 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 they stay, they, they stick around. I believe, and they're obviously a, a hot, uh, you know, they're a sought after friendly opponent if they don't, uh, you know, yeah. they, they don't have, what I'm uh, trying to say is that they don't have, problems finding a game exactly yeah so remember when uh when when maradona came over he took over the the national team he 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 did qualifiers with a domestic uh squad because he could work with them uh a little bit more frequently they're not flying over jet lagged right oh and i think i think that hurts uh the south american scene so yeah but they all have uh, to go through that in qualifying but the uh yeah. I mean, to me, what hurts the South America teams, what has hurt them, is is the fact that there are so many of them that, that, that play on the, on the top teams in Europe, you know, across the entire continent. You know, whether you're Uruguayan, uh, Argentine, uh, Brazilian, you know, Colombian, even though Colombia has a lot of players that, that are playing in the top leagues. Uh, uh, you know, in the past, we've seen Paraguay do that. You know, we've seen uh, Ecuador jump up. You know, we're seeing Peru doing it now. So... Um, but consistently, it's always been Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay. And, you know, I think that they've been playing in Europe so much that they really have kind of lost their identity a little bit of, 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 of the style of play that they have. I, I think more in Argentina and Brazil than, than Uruguay, because Uruguay has always kind of been a, you know, a more of a, of a cold weather style, I guess I'll call it. Whereas, you know, Argentina... Stoke. Stoke City. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Argentina... In Brazil, obviously, you know, play play a lot more of the, of the of the possession game, more of a warm weather, warm weather game. And uh, but I think that that's been that that Argentina and Brazil have problems because the 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 coach wants them to play like that sometimes, but I don't think the players can, you know, because they have been doing it they haven't done it for so long that it's hard for them to get back to it. And so so they they end up playing. Uh, a style that is much more defendable or defensible rather by the other, you know, the particular, the European national teams. Cause you know, I mean, you know, they, they face these guys every week. Whereas, you know, up until, you know, the, the late eighties, early nineties, you know, Brazil didn't send them any guys, you know, you, you know, I remember I think the 82 team only, only three or four played in Europe, the rest played in Brazil. So it was a completely different style than what the Europeans were used to. And I don't think that that's nearly. Uh, I don't think that that is uh, as prevalent uh, today. And and and, it's, and and they've had. I mean, this is the fourth World Cup in a row that's uh, that that's going to have a European winner. Yeah, man. And and you know what? It could be the the the, the second World Cup that has a the new the new. Uh, it could have a new winner. You know, last time it was. Uh, it was between uh, Spain and and, and uh, Netherlands. Spain won, uh, and now we, we're going to have another new champion. I mean, it's a fifty or maybe less than fifty chance, but you know, if Croatia wins, that's another new champion that's from Europe. Yeah, no, it's uh, 
Croatia is is is, is, is on the brink of joining a, a very exclusive club. And uh, you, you, you know, John, too, uh, to add to what you mentioned is, um, in, and more and more of these European teams, they 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 look more like uh, the land style, South American style, right? The touching, the moving the ball, the, the offensive, the offensive players. Uh, you know, like Croatia, great Croatia, Belgium. They're they're attacking teams. They're not sitting back trying to, uh, you know, playing the the Stoke City style. Right. No, I mean, um, I think that, that that's what shocked people about. You know, I think that's why Germany was so successful. Uh, yeah. You know, twenty ten, and then definitely twenty fourteen, because I mean. I remember I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, Germany is playing more like Brazil than Brazil. I mean, they, they, I mean, they, you know, with, with uh, the possession game and the tiki-taka and the whole bit. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, that, that had to be, uh, you know, tough, tough for Brazilians to watch, to watch Germany, you know, beat them at their own game and beat them so, so soundly. So, so, uh, Profe, I wanted to read to you the, uh, these, these are the teams, club teams. Wait, John, uh, I have one more point. Uh, well, one more point. Go ahead. Uh, uh, the change, changes I would tell Jan de Lisa. Uh, I think my last point would be uh, all the all the uh, the professional teams. I would uh, bring in a consultant company to evaluate the, all the youth programs. You know, from from facilities, uh, infrastructure, uh, coaching, uh, and, and teaching, classroom education. Uh, field stuff as well personal development uh, character development and so forth so that because most of them they're not going to pan out so they need like something to go back to and be productive either uh, maybe future coaches or you know something else right uh and i would ask, I would ask this company to also uh, uh one of the big points for me as far as development teaching these kids is uh is have a t- have a technical coach to their first touch improve a you know, ball mastery. So they're they're, uh, and then have a one v ones coach, just a coach, just to be your opponent on the dribble. Uh, a coach for headers. You know, kind of NFL style. We're bringing in coaches now for specific things. Uh, a finishing coach. Uh, and then and then also they they don't have they uh, one coach to help the players uh, learn to read the game. So I mean, naturally that's going to happen. That's probably. Yeah, isn't it crazy that, then, that that most teams just just have one guy do all that? Well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's terrible, dude. And uh, and also also grade these guys uh, based on how they teach. For example, if if I'm if I'm if, if if my training sets it up so that you find the answers, but the training led you to the answers, that's good. But if I'm if I set up a, a simple training and I and I spoon feed you all the answers, how to what, what to read, when to read, then that's you're not really uh, be, you're not a useful you're not becoming a, a player that reads the game. You're just like a, a robot. I have to program, you know, right. like a good strong sub. So rate them on on how uh, they teach these players so that the player goes in and he he can he you know he reads the game like uh, you know we don't have. So less, less maybe drinking dams, you know, just different types of players. What, you don't like seeing guys just streak down the wing and just and kick the ball out repeatedly. <laughs> exactly, 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 John. So I mean, it's okay to if if you're athletic and you you want to, you know, maybe you 
you have a genetically you have an advantage where you're going to be in the top percentile of athleticism but imagine if you're athletic and you're like Lukaku perfect exactly. example <laughs> so just you about know, he's athletic that. but he, he man his movement off the ball I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw the, the if, if you saw the some of the analysis for him but his movement off the ball John it created great chances for his the, for Belgium no he he was so, a, he was a, you know, a a a he was probably the best Jalamarcas of the of the World Cup I mean he was like a he was a dragnet, a defender dragnet. It was it, it, it was impressive. I wanted to read to you, uh, Profe. These are the club okay. teams. These are the club teams that that uh, Croatia players. Uh, Lokomotiv, uh, Besiktas, Sampdoria, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, Kiev, Leverkusen, uh, Red Bull, Salzburg. They were in the, in the Europa final. Real Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Fiorentina, Inter. Juventus, Inter, Milan, Hoffenheim, Schalke, Eintracht. Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, Eintracht Frankfurt. That's that's a pretty solid team. Uh, that is a pretty so solid team. What about the, the Puebla? Lopez, Lopez Boab? Well, player? you know, Peru, Peru had four players from Lobos Boab on their roster. Peru did not make it out of the group stage. Uh, uh, I don't know. The the the, Man, the Lobo the Lobos Bois power was was not enough for them. It was not any, the any Pumas stage. any Pumas guys on the Croatia team. No Pumas. There was a there was a you know one of the Pumas uh, the the Puma I should say had a pretty good World Cup. He did have a pretty good World Cup. He made one uh, one fatal flaw, however, in, in the Brazil. Oh, Gallardo. Five yards. Uh, you know, I don't blame Gallardo. Though. I mean, they put him one v one against William. William's freaking. He plays week in, week week out against the Piquet, the companies. You know, I mean. Oh, but uh, see, and, and 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 that's why, that's why I think Croatia has a really good chance because yeah. they've been playing one on one against the Williams and the Piquets and, and everybody for ten years. I mean, this is a yeah. solid, experienced team. France is is a young. Young team, very talented team, explosive team, but they aren't as experienced as as Croatia. So I th- I, th- I think Croatia because of, I, I think Croatia's guile yeah. gives them a puncher's chance in in this game, Profe. Where I think that uh, let me just say this: if if it goes to extra, if it if it's finished in ninety, France wins. If it goes to extra time. I was, I was from Croatia. I think I think Croatia can, will, will win an extra time. They just they find a way to to yeah they've they've, they've head, huh? I mean I mean what, what can you say about you know the midfield that that Mexico's uh, that Gallito you know turned inside out in the last World Cup. Uh, I mean that has not happened in this. I mean those guys are, you know, and and Juan and I talked about it earlier. I mean both Modric and Rakitic. Since that World Cup game, what did they do? That they played solidly and consistently for four years at Barcelona and at Real Madrid. I, I mean, look at Modric coming off a, a, a you know three in a row Champions, Champions League, League. yeah, you know, under Zidane, and you know what? And, and and one of the other players, I forget his name, is it Perisic or something? He's also he also plays for Real Madrid. I mean, their their the, their their bench is actually it's, it's awesome, man. They they've got a 
Is he is he at Real Madrid? I thought he he was at one point. Maybe he's not there anymore. No, there was somebody. I saw Real Madrid twice. It was uh, I think it's Perisic because I remember uh, uh remember no, it, 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 it's 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 Kovacic. Kovacic plays at Real Madrid. Oh, Kovacic. Yeah, he uh, Perisic only, in, only uh, plays at Inter. He only plays at Inter. <laughs> he plays at Inter. Well, only at Inter. Oh, yeah, only only Inter. <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah, 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 man, and and all those clubs are Champions League clubs. They're they're like, uh, I mean, you know, outside of of the, of the German clubs you mentioned, most of them are are contenders. Uh, you know, yeah. Dortmund, Tradi- Dortmund, traditional Dortmund, powers. You know, tra- and yeah. Dortmund's Dortmund and Bayern. I mean, they're you know they they knocked out Spain. That was, uh, you know that last cycle where Germany were champions. You're right. I mean, it's. I mean, the, 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 this is a this you know a solid. Now, the other thing we did mention is uh, Croatia. You know, by virtue of playing three games in extra time, in the in the, in the knockouts, that have played one more game than France has because they've played 90 more minutes, and they have one day less of rest. So fatigue could be a factor. And if you have a guy, you know, you were talking about Lukaku with how impressive he is. You know, not just athletically, but 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 you know his 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 ball skills are amazing, and as you said, his uh, you know his his off the ball movement was uh, was probably the best in the tournament. You know, Mbappé is, is, is not too bad either. Now he's obviously not as experienced as Lukaku. You know, he has he has, yeah. his well, talent is a little uh, more raw. He's out. He's out. Lukaku's out. He's Belgian. Well, why not? But well, yeah, but I'm but I'm, I'm saying that you know Mbappé may not have. The same qualities as Lukaku, and you know he's he's obviously a lot younger, not as experienced. But man, he is he is fast and he's good on the ball, and that could that could be a, a real problem for for a team that might have dead legs. You know, and they collect Mbappe as I think the fastest guy in the World Cup. Dude, did you see what he did to Argentina? Oh, I mean he he ran through he ran right by what like five I mean right by him like like they were standing still. And I and I think that that that's where I think France does have a a, a rather large edge is uh, their speed against dead legs, and uh, so I think that that is uh, something that uh, that could be a, a, a determining factor. Now again, Mbappe is only 19 years old. I mean, this could be, you know, the, if if he ends up getting a couple goals in, in this uh, in this World Cup final. Then uh, you know he's going to be the two hundred million dollar guy. Oh, sheesh. Well, so. Real Madrid's Real Madrid's on the market, man. Well, of course they are. I mean, they're, that's they're, it's. They're. Is anybody ever surprised when Real Madrid? I wouldn't be surprised if if, if they made a stupid offer for Harry Kane. I, you know, I was thinking that they're gonna they're gonna go go out for Hazard because he he pray, he had a yeah, but he's already up. he's already. Uh, isn't he on the? Well, he was with Chelsea. I, I'm not sure. Well, I understand that, but is, is, isn't he at the age where maybe? Oh, you think he's too old? It's gonna start. Uh, he's gonna start uh, declining. Yeah, this I mean, I'm, I'm not saying now. I'm not saying maybe even next year, but you know, maybe maybe in two or three years. I mean, you, you know, Real Madrid. You know, James was tw- was what 22 when they signed him. They have. Uh, you know, Mbappe's nineteen. You know, he's he's already played for two years at PSG. Uh, you know, again, to me, if if he has if he has a good World Cup final, 
then there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be a Real Madrid. You think so? You think yeah, but, but, it, but it's, it's, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's especially Real Madrid is not going to allow the the World Cup hero to not play for them. <laughs> that that's just who they are. It is just yeah. who they are. I mean, they did it with James in in, in 2014. No, oh, they, man, they, they, they've done it with. I mean, if, they, if there's any and anybody who comes up who's just a major major star like that that that, that isn't playing in England or or uh, or Italy, they 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 snatch them up. It's, it's just it's just it's who they are. Yeah, I, I, then I guess it's Harry Kane, man. He's the only. Yeah, exactly. If if, if it's not Mbappe, then it's going to be you know it could be Harry Kane. But now Harry Kane, I don't think will uh, will move to another English team. But I think Real Madrid would be would be awfully uh, awfully enticing for him. Although, admittedly, you know, three of his goal, three of his six goals are, are penales, are they? Or is it just two? I thought it there was. You Hey man, they they call they call uh, they call him Penaldo for a reason, Cristiano Penaldo. So perfect that's true. Song. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, uh, so. So and, and what's going on with the H and Chucky Lozano rumors? I heard they're both uh, Real Madrid's looking at both of them. They're the German Slayers. Well, H uh, I can I can see because his the you know Lopetegui is the coach and he was his coach at Porto in the past. So yeah. You know, that, that, but that Chucky, I don't think Chucky is. Uh, I think Chucky needs needs a year of Champions League before he uh, before he goes anywhere. You you know you know Chucky's manager is um the, the so there's two like big time European uh, uh managers or promoters or agents. I'm sorry, agents, right? The correct word. And and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's agent is Jorge Mendes. You know, right? The big 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 time, and his only opponent his uh. His biggest rival is is Chucky's manager, uh, Chucky's agent, uh, Mino Raiola. I think he's Italian, and he he he's, he fired his old agent and he hired this guy. So, uh, well, I mean, th- those guys they don't take. Uh, I mean, they're not gonna take the the, you know, trophies is too big for those guys. But yeah, yeah, they don't get. I mean, yeah, exactly. Omar, you know, they want the Fierro, Marcelo. They're too big time for them. But I heard the trophies had a good game tonight, Profe. Oh yeah, man! I, I heard he scored. You know, uh, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me, uh, Profit. And, and I mentioned this earlier, earlier in the week, that uh, if 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 Messi, uh, if, Bar- if Barcelona sell Messi, which frankly, I mean, at, at this point, uh, I, I I would, if Chelsea or somebody makes me a dumb, you know, a stupid money offer, I, I think I think you got to take it. For for Messi, but oh, uh, I think and, and you but, think uh, Barcelona is lining up a, a bid. It, well, I, take... I, I think there could be a bidding war between Barcelona and Real Madrid for the trophies. Is what I is. Well, don't forget, Guardiola is a big, big trophies fan. He's a trophies chaser. Is he a trophy chaser too? I think so, man. I think he's you know. I mean, who who else but trophies? And you know, and and they have they have oil money, Manchester City, so they could. Uh, that they could outbid them all, you know, like like yeah, well, But do you, I, you think that trophy has the game to play in the Premier League? I, he seems more suited to to Spain. I I think uh, I mean look at Gabriel Jesus. You know, he 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 plays in the Premier League and he's not a really physical guy, but he's incredibly fast. Man, he was my biggest disappointment of the World Cup. Like overall disappointment was he didn't score one goal. 
<laughs> he played yeah, well, he played 90 minutes of almost every single game and he did not score once and I thought he was going to be the breakout you know super duper superstar for Brazil. That freaking Firmino he, he only played like he he, he probably has yeah, the best He comes in in the, the second half exactly and then scores goals in every game he comes in. Yeah, man, he's probably got like he he scored a goal every five minutes or something. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, when I saw him come in in the, in the Mexico game, I was like, oh man, this is this is this is not good as uh, as 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 the the trash talking Juanita would say. No bueno. And that was uh... <laughs> no, man. I I told I told you guys. I think I mentioned to you guys. That's the one player to me. That's the only player of Brazil that intimidates me, man. Because I don't understand why he didn't start from the very beginning. I just don't – he was so much better than both – actually, than all three, Coutinho and Neymar and, uh, and, and and Jesus. He was better than the three of them. Yeah. I mean, he just was – he just had so much uh, energy, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, – yeah, it, just, it, it didn't make any sense to me. It did not make any sense to me at all. Yeah. I mean, all right, so, so, so you've given us, your, you've given us your wish list, Profe. So what, what, what is really – Knowing how you how the FMF operates, what what, what do you what do you think is? What do you think? <laughs> Man, you know you know how they're gonna do it. Hey, okay, um, they're gonna look at the at at the at the at the TV stations. Okay, which guy do you guys want? <laughs> All right, which one's gonna give us the ratings? Uh, you know what? Give us. Well, uh, if they're looking for ratings, it it would be it would be on May then. Or or well, I was thinking two years of Piojo, let him do something stupid again. And then bring in bring in a guy to the, re- but you know what? But you know what surprised me? They stuck with Osorio for four years, man. And and you know the, even and prior to, prior to that, they tried to stick with with Chepo. Remember Chepo? He started off great. He right. was, you know, the, the 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 team was doing fantastic. Oh and, yes, we were all there. We were all there. We 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 were we were we were thinking we were on the precipice of greatness. Yeah, and, and but as, but as what surprised fans. me. I mean, you know, what surprised me is that the Federation, they they wanted to be patient with him. They wanted to see, to let him correct the course. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, 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 and that kind of, you know, John, that maybe symbolizes that they're, that they're realizing the, the carousels, maybe they're losing the, you know, they're losing the money. So they got to just try to stick with one manager and see it through and, and maybe... You know, so that's why I'm, I'm sure you guys were we were all surprised, right, by those audio appointments. Well, like, you know, the the, the thing that, that that kept him from getting fired was the fact that he, that he kept winning, especially in the qualifiers. So, you know, yeah. after after the Siete Cero happened, the qualifiers hadn't started yet. At least, at least the hacks hadn't started yet. So, I mean, we even on this show, we were talking about it and we were like, what does he have to do for, like this moving forward? And then we said he had he had to beat the U.S. and Columbus, and he did that. Because remember, yeah. if he loses that game, if they lose Los Aceros or whatever, you know, and then I forget who they played after that. Uh, it was. Uh, I think it was the home game. No, they had two road games in a row. They went to uh, Panama and they tied that. Oh, okay, okay. So it was uh, yeah. So they had, they had two uh, they had two road games to start off, and uh, you know if if he, if he comes out of that with zero points, he would have been fired. And then and we and we kept saying it on the show. He needs to make you know out of these two games, he needs to make at least X points. And he kept hitting the number. So I, I think he kept exceeding expectations. <laughs> oh, there's no question. There's no question. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even on even on this show, I mean, we were 
you know, going into every round of the hex, we were we were expecting him that if he doesn't, you know, if, if Mexico loses or whatever it is, and if they lose at home, but you know, he's done, he's toast, but but it but it didn't happen. So, you know, you know, you know, to your credit, they didn't fire him after, you know, the the, the place where if it was gonna happen would have been after the Copa America after the after the Boda Roja, but they stuck with him then. And, you know, well, and, and, and frankly in retrospect, you know, maybe that was uh, you know, a, a nice a nice signal for them to say, Hey, yeah, okay, it was embarrassing, you got your ass kicked, we all you know, look like schmucks, but you know, let's let you know the the the, the real prize is in two years, so let's keep it going. And frankly, you know, as as a fan, I mean, after beating Germany one zero, you're thinking, holy crap, this you know, this, you know, this is finally happening. And uh, yeah. it went from 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 Masam from the the Masamenos, unfortunately, for Mexico in the World Cup. John, and and how much you know you know after that seven zero, how much? How big of a factor do you think it was the players, uh, you know, Rafa organizing these guys and telling them, "Hey, we we gotta, we gotta come out, we gotta show our faces, and we gotta just eat it, eat, eat the crow because we, we were on the field, you know." I mean, I think that was probably the biggest factor in Osorio not getting fired. Cause yeah, the- I mean, the the players went out there and then you know they they took it like a like like a man, you know, and every single one. I think. We even that was when we had uh, Fernando as our correspondent there, and, and he said that they all they all came out, every last one of them, and they all talked and they all took you know took their time. I mean, really, it was probably you know kind of cathartic for them too. You know, it, it was a big step. Uh, you know, again, you know, the organization. You know, when when they played in Columbus, you know, in the past, the Mexican players would fly to Mexico City. You know, sometimes they wouldn't get there till late. You know, whatever it was, it was just a, it, it, it's a big pain. Yeah. You know, because the there's not that many non-stops from Europe, Mexico City. Yeah, so he he changed all that, and and he you know he 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 changed the way that they organized and and how they practice and stuff. He, he Osorio has done a lot of great things. Unfortunately for Osorio, is 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 that, is that the results when they mattered the most just just weren't there, and and then that to me is the reason why I think that you know you thank him for serving. You know they learned a lot. I mean, we're going to use a lot of the stuff that you've shown us. You know, moving forward, but the reality is, is that on you know on on the day when we needed when we when we needed you to be at your best, it didn't happen. And you know, because of that, we're gonna move on, move a different direction. So, but they offered him a contract, though they offered a, a contract extension, which I don't think. Well, he's that's the rumor. I don't think he's gonna yeah. take it. I think that that's I think that that's a saving face move by the federation. For, for him, yeah, because because if, if if he goes, then they will say, well, we offered him a contract, you know, he turned us down. Yeah, I, supposedly he had a, pre, I mean, the room, you know, they've been reporting that he has a pre agreement with U.S. Soccer, and he's got the uh, the option to leave if Colombia. Uh, but you know what? The, so he might not go to the U.S. because then there's also a rumor, or or maybe has it been reported that Beckerman is moving to. To be the sporting director of of uh, the AFA. That is the rumor. I mean, the rumor I heard was 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 Beckerman to the sporting director, and then Osorio to Colombia. Yeah. And uh, and and San Paoli to Mexico was 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 the rumor that I heard. But oh, but what I, I thought, <laughs> San Paoli, how's San Paoli gonna leave? I thought Beckerman wants him to stay. Well, that was the, again. That was just that was just the rumor. But yeah, huh? That is uh, so. Sampoli's option too, huh? Well, they would have to. They'd have to pay a buyout to his contract if, I don't, if, I, if that was the case. 
I think they'll go with Almeida. I mean, he's he's shown he can win tournaments, but well, here's my thing about Almeida. He wants the job. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, that is that is half the battle. You know, you know, Mexico for you know as as much as the national team makes, and you know, I'm sure it pays well. You know, it 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 is not an easy job. I mean, you know, as you pointed out, you know, there's there's a lot of you have to deal with a lot of the press. Uh, you know, you you say something on Monday, and it's it's something that's talked about for five days. Yeah, it's. I mean, it it is it is a, it is a. But if somebody wants the gig, then I think that that's somebody that you should pay. You know, Pioco wanted the gig. Pioco thought it was the it was it was like the culmination of his of his career, not just as a player but as a coach. You know, as a, as a professional. You know, to, to in his mind, it was like it was like it was like the the, the pinnacle of, of of what he always. It was his goal. It was his life yeah. dream. And I mean, and you want guys like that. And and and, and if Almeida wants the gig. Then, I mean, he has a track, you know, Nahoel, um, you know, may not agree with us, but, uh, but I mean, I, I personally, <laughs> I personally think that, 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 uh, my, my first choice would have, would have been Diego Alonso, but he's not available. So he's, he's off the table. Monterrey will release him if, if, you know, I think they would, or you think they'll, they'll, they'll put up a fight. Well, they just signed him. I mean, he, I mean, he hasn't even coached the game for him yet. Oh yeah, I, but I mean, how's the, the how's the relationship between Federation and uh, and uh, Monterrey? Because you know, like uh, that that kind of happened with Spain, right? Uh, Julian Lopetegui was, uh, you know, he was set to coach, and I think they fired him. Uh, what was it like three days before the debut? <laughs> right. You know, because uh, he he got the the Real Madrid job. Uh, yeah, so. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not sure where they had to fire him because of that. I mean, that was just seemed like. Yeah. Kind of petty, it's busy petty contest, John. It's busy contest. Yeah, it's just it's just stupid. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but uh, so I mean, I, I personally think that I don't think I don't think it'll be Osorio, and and if it is Almeida, then the way I see it is that if he has a successful four years, and to me, you know, success to me isn't making it to the World Cup quarterfinals. You know, success to me is is. Uh, you know, have having a you know you know winning a winning a gold cup. You don't have to win both; just win a gold cup, and uh, you know do well in qualifying. You know, qualify with a couple of games to spare. You don't have to be first; just qualify. You know, don't you know don't make us suffer till the you know the last you know the last game in Trinidad or something. You know, just just something awful. So no hitos or or chepo tenures. We, we've we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. So so qualify. They don't have to be comfortably, but just you know qualify. You know, with 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 two games to spare, you know, qualify in in match day eight. You know, I'd be I'd be yeah. fine with that. And uh, and then and then and then be good about the, the generational change. If you have, you know, the World Cup is always such a crowd because you don't know who you're going to play. You know, the, with the draw and everything else, and the Cruz and everything. So you know, just just play well at the World Cup. And and to me, if obviously if they make the quarterfinals, fantastic. If they don't, you know, so be it. But if, if at the end of that World Cup, if if you have a good taste in your mouth, then I think that you've earned the right to to to, to coach the team for the next World Cup, because there won't be qualifications. You know, they'll, they'll just be playing, they'll be playing Gold Cup and friendlies because they don't have to worry about qualifying because they're they're a host nation. And uh, which you can get more easily fired because it'll maybe not they'll they'll leave them alone, huh? Right. I mean, even if so. Media, Exactly. So, so your process is going to be totally different. So you're going to be, 
you know, that you're not going to be in a plane of as many competitive games, but you know, you're going to have a, it's going to be a different way of, uh, of, uh, you know, you know, Bora, this won't ever happen again, but Bora took the team for a year and played friendlies, you know, had the, had the entire national team for a year. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen. But I do think that the next coach, if, if they finish the World Cup with with people having a good taste in their mouth, then I think that they will they will be the they will automatically get the opportunity to coach the uh, coach for the next one. And and, and frankly, it's kind of what you want because you have the generational uh, overhaul that you have to go go through, which is why this this Olympic upcoming Olympics is is going to be kind of important for Mexico because it really is going to end up being the the base, not just for this World Cup, but for the next one, for the next two World Cups. So uh, you want to get that uh, uh, squared away. You know, there, 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 there's some talent there, and then you know, like we said, if if we can, if Mexico can have a solid World Cup in 2022, then the coach. Now, if they crash and burn and and, and go three and out and look terrible, then no, you know, thank you very much. We're going to go a different way. But yeah, you know, if, 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 if they, and again, to me, to me, that this World Cup is almost like a dress rehearsal uh, for the 2026. I think, I think the 2026 is the one where you put all the canicas, you know, in, in the circle and go on, you know, let's let's see what we can do. And uh, so the 2022 one, albeit important, is to me uh, kind of like the way South Africa was or the way that they wanted Vasco to treat South Africa. Hey. You know, winning or losing is the most important thing. Let's go out there and you know, you know, see what these young kids can do. And uh, yeah, you know, of course, and of course, he didn't, he didn't play him. <laughs> That's not true. He, he, he you, played, you know he what? Quite a few. I, I think he he played him in the England friendly, and then he gave up on them after that game because he uh, going in that England friendly. I mean, they earned a lot of praise, even you know, the zone of marking Michael Cox. Oh, back. they they dominated that game ex- except except for one thing that no one could could uh, cover Peter Crouch. Yeah, but they dominated that game. Yeah. yeah, so 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 that would be my plan, and you know whether whether it's on me, I do think that it's going to be somebody that understands, uh, that that has some kind of background in Mexican soccer. I don't know if there if there's a Mexican coach right now who is, um, I mean there are plenty that are qualified, but I don't think any of them has done anything over the past couple of years to distinguish themselves enough to be considered a candidate? Hey, hey, John, um, the, the, the thing is, too, let's say Almeida gets it this four years. He doesn't impress. Now you have a World Cup with no qualifiers. And, and it, I mean, just speculating, right? You, Almeida, you go three and out, leaves a bad taste. You don't want to continue with the same manager. How old is Tuca? After oh man, Tuca is going to be in his seventies by that point, man. When, no, 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 no. Osorio, Osorio, Osorio stole Tuca's World Cup by by continuing to win. <laughs> he he should have just fell on his sword, huh? Maybe that's could've... right. Yeah, that, that that's exactly. He didn't lose until the last. He didn't lose until the last game of the hex. Had he lost in any game, you know, previous to the eighth one, then then Tuca might have. Uh, it just was not in the stars for Tuca to uh, to coach in this, which is such a shame too. It would have been great. Tuca would not have played that way against Sweden. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. 
And I don't think Almeida would have either. I think it means, you know. Um, so, you know, I probably expect a good Gold Cup by Mexico. Maybe even uh, in the World Cup, they could, you know, maybe exceed expectations. Yeah. Uh, and the qualifiers, I, I, I wonder if he, how he would approach them. I don't think he would. Would he? Because you know, in the leagues, he tries to dominate possession and, and and you know move the break down the defense, which they're they're gonna have to do if, uh, you know, if they if they're gonna be playing these these teams in in, in Azteca. You uh, know, I'll tell you, there 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 are some players right now that would be thrilled if if Almeida was the uh, was named the coach, because you know you know if you look at the guys in Europe, you know outside of of, of Tecatito and. Uh, and and Chucky, is anybody that's playing in Europe right now? Do they do they really have a shot of, of making the next a realistic shot of making the next World Cup team? Oh, uh, I, I yeah. Well, you have the the back line, John. Is it, it, that's the great part for Mexico? Well, it's Salcedo and Araujo, I guess. We'll, we'll... Salcedo Araujo, and then you still and you know, uh, H I think he's what twenty seven. No, he's twenty eight. He'll be thirty two. So you know he he'd probably still be around. I think he, so. He, he would probably make the team, but probably as 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 a backup. No, I, I think he, he would, would still start. Yeah, I think he was. I think he'd be the captain, John. Either him or Salcedo are your captains. Right. So okay. Guardado would not be there. Layun won't be there. Chicharro. And, and actually, I'll be happy. Layun is gone. I think that guy. They really never found a way to make Layun fit into the team. I think. Well, Layun needs to play in a línea de cinco punto y aparte. Mm, but I think even there he doesn't defend, John. I think he really needed. A, he just wasn't the player. Well, then play him as a winger if he doesn't defend. Yeah, just I, and I think that's what Osorio tried to do: play him as a winger. Or, but I think it's just he's a luxury player that Mexico can't afford because they don't have the the you know they don't have the guys to to to, to fill out his deficiencies. Exactly. Right. But anyway, you know, so Layun Chicharo is, you know, as if he, obviously Giovanni and, and Bella, you know, probably won't be there. Good so riddance. There, the, 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 there is well, a Bella's lot. Well, Bella's a loss, you know. He's a, I mean, he has, he had, at one point he was the third best player in the, in La Liga, you know. What a, what a, what a waste. Yeah, right. It was, uh, and it was, it was in, in, during the World Cup where, for whatever reason, he and FMF decided to, hey, we're not, I'm not going to play this one. So. <laughs> Yeah. I'll take a mulligan. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Well, because I mean, the very first friendly after that he played, it just—it was yeah. just weird. It was just weird. Wait, who didn't play in that friendly? Was Salcido in that friendly? I, I don't remember. When they played Spain in Azteca? No, no, I'm talking about the one in. Uh, oh yeah, he played that one for yeah. No, this is the one in, in 2014 uh, when they when they played Holland. It was the first oh. friendly. But and he, it was in Holland, and he, and he no, played his, he, the first played, ten minutes of the game. He scores a golazo. Doesn't seem. Yeah, that's right. He, he bossed in that game, man. He was a freaking beast. Yeah, he scored a golazo in, in in the first in the first like fifteen minutes. It's like, really, yeah. dude. And he set up another one, man. Yeah, it was. Uh... Can you imagine? You know, Gio. You know, Gio at his peak. Vela. I mean, well, you you posted it right, Gio Vela. Yeah. Chief? And Chicharo, zero minutes together in twelve World Cup games, zero. Unbelievable. You That's know, and, 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 oh yeah, and 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 to me, the, the the toughest part to take about that whole thing was when when they when they, when the U.S. Uh, played Mexico at Giant Stadium, Mexico won five zero, and the way that Vela and and Giovanni played together, 
Yes, that and Gold it, Cup. It, it, that second half where they were just, I mean, the the, the stuff they were spinning was just just this just, just this beautiful tapestry of of just gorgeous soccer, where you know knowing where each other was and just laying off these perfect passes and their timing and you know just it was just like oh my god this this is these these aren't goals these are works of art I mean they were just incredible and uh, yeah you're thinking of, you know these guys are 19 years old and they're doing and they're doing this now the sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was, and, and to see, you know, and then in 2014, 2018, yeah, it was, it was just, it was, uh, missed opportunities, at least at the World Cup, they just missed, missed opportunities for Mexico for, uh, with those guys. They, was, they just, they didn't manage, I, I think they didn't, especially in Gilles case, he didn't manage his career well. No, he did um, not. You know, obviously Vela's a, a guy that, uh, You know, he, he could probably he'd, he'd rather be on vacation. <laughs> well, you know, and, and again, you know, they don't like I said the whole. You know, these guys, they don't owe us anything. You know, you know, the, you know, the, the decisions they make are not for the fans, are not for national team fans, they're not. You know, they're not thinking, well, the hell is this going to affect my my standing on the national? You know, they, they, it's it's uh, not. They're they're if not that I get that that's fine. You know, they don't again they don't owe us anything. And uh, you know, but but again, as a fan, it's just it's just really frustrating to see what 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 could have been, and yeah. have it not you know pan out the way that you would have wanted to see it. It was just, uh, I mean, even even in the first ten minutes of the, of the 2010 World Cup, where Mexico had two gigantic scoring chances but couldn't knock them in, you know, it's like wow, this is going to be, you know, let's let, let's get this going, and just it just never. It never worked out, so uh, you know, and that's fine. And you know, we, you know, Mexico has, you know, they have a new generation of players, and the, the, there are some players that, that have just amazing opportunities in front of them to uh, to take over the national team. You know, when I'm talking about players like like Pizarro and La Chofis and uh, this Lainez kid, if he if he can get it going. Oh man, Jonathan Gonzalez. He needs to get the hell out of there. Yeah, Jonathan Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, Salcedo, I think, like you said, is gonna, you know, Cesar Montes has some opportunities. Uh, that kid, uh, uh, the wingback for uh, for Santos, whose name is eluding me right now, who was just, was just a really great player. Uh, you know, there's opportunities for him. Uh, you know, there's you know the for, forward the, the 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 forward position is wide open right now. You know, Chivas has a as, as a really interesting prospect. I, I think out of other players, <clears throat> his name is uh, uh, Godinez. I mean, that kid is just freaking. He's just big, man. If he if he adds some muscle to his to his frame, because uh, he's a big kid, he's got these white short dude. He's a freaking monster to me. If if uh, it, great thing that Cardoso's there working with these guys on the finishing, right. Well, that's right. Uh, I, that's right. He has he posted more videos, Cardoso, of the of finishing school. Yeah, I mean, look, they're scoring. Dude, Trophy's what scored a the, had a goal, and then Polido had a. They they did a closed door friendly against uh, Atlas. Well, I guess we covered that last time. But I mean, it it's it, you know it's promising. So we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully these guys uh you know finish their chances, and hopefully this 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 Godinez kid actually uh, pans out. I think to me that's the the One of the best uh, striker prospects for Mexico is that kid. Well, I mean, 
one of the things that I think will, will be different between this uh, cycle and then the next one by the, by the time the World Cup rolls around is, you know, you know this this was a, the, the team that Mexico had the most Europeans. I think it's going to be the opposite. I think that in the next one, there'll be more Liga Mekis players. So the, then, uh, is it to Mexico's benefit to have the be- the strongest league possible? Even if that well, means... Uh, the, what is to Mexico's benefit is that after they have to be able to uh, create and 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 build and polish off a player or enough players to where they are playing in the top leagues. They're they're doing both in playing in the top leagues in Europe and playing in the Yankees. Yeah, I mean that's that that's just the reality where where they're almost interchangeable. You know, Liga Mekis needs to, you know, for, for that to happen, Liga, the, 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 the level of play of Liga Mekis needs to increase. Um, you know, you know, it's unfortunate that the Liga Mekis is in a more attractive league or, you know, Mexico is, isn't as, as an attractive place to live as, as other parts of the world, because I think, I think if it was, uh, then I think Liga Mekis would, would, would be a, uh, a, a thriving. And again, I'm not disrespecting Mexico in any way. It's just, uh, it's uh, it would be uh, it would, it would be a much more interesting league. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. Definitely, they, you know, their image and and their their the you know the social the the little civil war they got going on is not right. You know, not helping. Uh, but I mean, it has a potential. The money, the resources are there. Absolutely, and and it always has. It always has. I mean, it's uh, you know, which is why you know, again, the next best thing uh, for Mexico fans is is like you said to to play the South American clubs, whether it's a Libertadores or just you know, just just play them, just play them. You know, it doesn't matter what tournament you play them in, just as long as you're playing them. You know what, John? I, I wonder. How, you know how do these guys? How do they feel? Gallito, Gio, Rafa. These they they played Croatia uh, four years ago. They they knocked them out of the group. You know they kept them from from advancing uh, into knockouts. And, and then to turn around four years later and to see those guys, <laughs> you know, make the final. Yeah, but I mean that was. It, I mean it's it, it is. Uh... It's a different. I mean, it's just a different team, Croatia. I mean, they're, they're no, but they're, I, I, well, it's mostly the. I mean, I got to go back, but it's well, a lot it's, of the same players. You know? Yeah, there, there's there's eight players that that uh, that were on that squad, or maybe even if they have played the game. But uh, I know Rakitic, uh, you know, uh, Modric, Mancini. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, Perisic was on that team. The uh, the other the other the guy who played for Real Madrid. I mean, I mean, they're stacked. You know, it's just, I, I don't necessarily think there's any, any, any kind of, uh, of, of, of causal relationship. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, it just, you know, it was just a different set of circumstances. I mean, Mexico, you know, played lights out that day. Yeah, I, I think too. Uh, <laughs> I try. I mean, you know, personnel. You know, Osorio didn't take a, a, a true defensive mid. I, I no, and I think, not. like for example, against Brazil, he could have used one. I think against Sweden, he, he even him, he, he himself admitted, "Hey, I I needed a defensive mid for that game because I would have I should have played with a line of three 
and a true defensive mid covering the covering the defense, you know, the space in front. And and so I think, uh, you know, Osorio kind of, you know, I, I think we, those picking those 23 players is obviously not an easy task. And I think he kind of, he cornered himself uh, by by his player pool because uh, he did. It was and again another one of his major flaws because he 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 had an unbalanced team. And, and, and look, Eric Gutierrez didn't play a single minute. Uh, Aquino didn't play a single minute. Uh, and and the two goalies. So I mean, he could have easily gave in. He took like so all these attacking players that didn't really play much either. Tecatito, Gino. You know, and then he ended up posing himself because, you know, he lost Moreno to suspension. Yeah. And, you know, he was, I mean, he's, his hands were tied. I mean, he had to play the way he had to play. Yeah. But, but, but I, I think, uh, yeah, man. And, and, you know, the other, the other, the other side of it is, is, is from that game, Croatia, where, you know, their players, um, Modric, I think he, you know, another four years in Real Madrid or whatever. <laughs> You know, so like yeah, the, just the, the the trajectory of careers totally changed. Gio went from Villarreal to freaking MLS uh, Galaxy. Right. You know, it's just. Well, I mean, Gio Gio just just looks like he's checked out. I mean, he just. Yeah, man, he's done, dude. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, and, and again, you know, that's fine. I mean, I'm not, you know. Not judging. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like you know, you're 29. He's been a professional for 12 years. I get it. Gotta get paid, you know. I mean, I I understand. It's you know, you know I, after it's nothing personal. You know, after the World Cup, I had heard uh, the 2014. I heard a rumor that, uh, or actually, oh no, it was after the Copa America Centenario that Cheech had offered like a really like a 30 million dollar offer, something outrageous to go to China. You know, he had a really big offer that, that's gonna take care of him once his career is over and. He turned it down. Um, you know, I guess this guy. Yeah, well, Chief, he, has something, he has something to prove uh, coming into this season. I mean, this is, you know, he's another one who's, you know, you, he's 30 years old now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, you know, this, you know, he's got one or two years in Europe left. And, uh, you know, I think he'll end up going back to, uh, to Mexico before he goes to MLS, which is what I what I told Joel earlier. You think he'll come back to Chivas? I, th- I think he'll end up at Pumas. At, no, actually, yeah, he probably won't. He probably <laughs> won't go back to. I don't think he'll play anywhere else. Yeah, but, I mean, who knows, dude? Because they owe him money, right? They remember when he transferred. Uh, when the player gets transferred, they're supposed to get like a 10%. percentage of. You know, and and they never gave him his part. I think they kind of stiffed him on that. What a shock. <laughs> yeah right. Um, oh man, that reminded me. I had a, I didn't, I didn't get to load it up, but I wanted to load up a new, a new drop. When we make some just incredibly ridiculous, uh, obvious statement about uh, <laughs> about uh, Liga Mekis. It was the. Uh, From probably probably the greatest greatest movie of all time. Everybody is to leave here immediately. This cafe is closed until further notice. 
Fill the room at once. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Very good. So, yeah, that's it. Uh... Oh, where is that from, dude? I, I Casablanca. Oh, right. All right. <laughs> I, I think I've, I saw it one time uh, uh, growing up in, 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 yeah. in elementary or middle school. They, yeah. I think they put you they owe, you movie. Honestly, you owe it to yourself to watch it again. It is, yeah, I'm going to have to. It'll blow you away. You're like, like, this is such a great movie. It'll, it'll just blow you away. So, uh, so one last thing, uh, Profit, before we wrap it up, I know that uh, that you're a big basketball. Somehow, somehow, your your your, your basketball uh, fanness has uh, has reemerged with with the signing of, of LeBron <laughs> James and with 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 the Lakers. So, I, I, I've been a fan, just you know, the enthusiasm, a little bit more enthusiasm, you know. Sure. Well, I mean, I I mean, the Lakers have been terrible for what four or five years now, so. And yeah. and to me, you know, the Lakers are the, are the team. I mean, for you know, as long as I'm, almost as I've been alive, or at least following basketball, the Lakers were always just. I mean, we're always in the in the fight for for not just making the playoffs, but for for being in the finals. So for them to be as for as bad as long as they have, I mean, it, it's it's almost unprecedented, and this makes them instantly, uh, you know, especially they get a couple of which I'm sure they will. Make some title contenders. Yes, uh, you know, John. Um, well, what they did is uh, the 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 owner uh, Jeannie Bus. Uh, so her and her, you know, Jerry Bus was the owner. He he passed away. He he left the team to his right. to his kids. I think he has a few sons and and a daughter. And then the daughter finally, her, her brother and Mitch Kupchak, one of the an old player. You probably remember him. Oh, I remember Mitch Kupchak. Sure. Yeah, Mitch Kupchak was a was a GM, uh, and then Jim Buss was the uh, was the general uh, was the president, I think, of operations. And so Jeannie was kind of you know in the in, in the background, and they ran the team for a few years. They they didn't like any of their moves, uh, so she she canned them last year, and then she she brought in Magic Johnson, <clears throat> and then. Uh, as a, as a president of basketball operations, and she promoted, uh, she hired uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, agent, his his agent uh, Rob Pelinka. Uh, so he had to get rid of all his all his clients. He had to spin them off, and uh, and he became the 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 general manager. And so they've been running the team for a little bit over a year. And dude, they 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 you know they they most of the players that were on the roster last year, they're gone. Right. I think, I think they only have like two players left, two or three players left. One is, uh, one of the, one of the, one of their high draft picks, uh, Brandon Ingram, that he has a, a very, very bright future, man. Uh, and I think the other guy left is Jesus. I can't remember. I think that might be. And then one of the, one of the contracts, uh, one of the bad deals, fasc- a, a really fascinating. big contract. Fascinating yeah. to me that, that you're, that not only are you like, but you're pre- pre- pretending. You're not pretending. I mean, you are. You are a straight up. I'm a huge Laker fan. It's it's, it's cracking me up. Yeah, I mean, you know, John. I mean, there's a quote from the old, uh, the old uh, league uh, president, the NBA. What's his name? David Stern. I think he's, right. he's retired. He said that his his the the league's dream matchup was the Lakers versus the Lakers in the finals because of the ratings and 
there's a lot of conspiracies of certain playoff games or, or you know, matchups that that ended up with the Lakers advancing, you know, a bunch of noise. Oh, yeah. You know, but I mean, but that, that's why, remember I, I told you, hey, you know, Mexico's not the, Mexico's like, you know, uh, the, 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 the Dallas Mavericks or the, you know, it's a small market. Team. Mexico, Mexico, are the Indiana Pacers of the. Yeah, they, they're not going to, they're not going to get the, the, the calls, you know, that the Lakers, the Brazils right. that they get, you know, so. Um, but yeah, <laughs> big fan, John. So I know, uh, congratulations, man. You're, you're going to be covering the, the Oklahoma Thunder, right? The, you're going to be producing. Uh, yeah, I'll be uh, producing the uh, pre and post for. Uh... For uh, Thunder Live, uh, up in, in, which which it means that I'll be uh, probably in in the fall at least fall through the winter. I'll probably you know if if, if the days coincide, I, you know obviously I won't be able to do uh, the Cantina and make his podcast, which uh, you know we'll, uh, so, we'll we'll address when the time comes. So you run the but when you produce, you run like the because I have no idea what I mean. I kind of have an idea. I think. Well, here's when you produce a show. Uh, what you're doing is you, you you format the show, so you have. You, I mean, basically, you're in charge of everything that 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 is on the screen, and you uh, you know you have your 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 announcers, then you have your tape guy, and you have your graphics guy, and your audio guy. And you have to make sure that that we're all in concert for what it is that we want to do for this particular segment. So we're going to say, okay, we're going to start it off with our open graphic. And then from, you know, from that, we're going to go to our talent and they're going to speak for however many said about this particular topic. And then we're going to throw it to a video of, you know, these, these highlights that I have selected. I want to show highlights of, of, of LeBron, you know, or uh, uh, I guess Westbrook. Since we're we're talking thunder, yeah, Westbrook, yeah, and Paul uh, George, and then after that we're gonna we're gonna show a graphic, and then we're gonna show we're gonna show a react from him. Uh, we're gonna show a react from from him after the game. Then our announcers are gonna talk about it, and then while they're talking about it, we're gonna show some highlights again, and I'm gonna put his stats up at the same time, and we're going to uh, we're you know, and then then we just put that all together, and then so. So as a producer, you constantly have to be in, in communication with everybody to make sure that everybody's on the same on the same uh, page to make sure that you know we know exactly you know which way we're going and the direction that we're going. So it's uh, it's it, it, it is challenging. I'm looking I'm looking forward to the challenge. It's going to be uh, so. Question for you, John: Do you prefer to? Well, I'm just curious. You know how it's, uh, when they show the score, do you do you like to hide the score? And then, like, show it like briefly for a few seconds, or do you prefer to have the little banner at the bottom, or in a little corner, you know, the whole time? You mean like, 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 like during a live broadcast? Yeah, during a live broadcast. Oh, I want to have the score all the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I produce live events, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I want to have it up. I want to have it up the whole time. Uh, But I, but I will say, I, I I do like taking it out during a replay, and then when you fly out of the. and so, yeah, when I see it over the replay, that kind of that kind of bugs me. Because you know what? Like, yeah, Telemundo, it would bug me because Telemundo on their soccer broadcast, they, they won't show the score. <laughs> or well, they, they, not to, yeah, know. they used to not show the score. Yeah, it used to, it used to suck. Yeah. But, yeah, now they now that they're owned by NBC, they uh, they show the score all the time. Oh, I, I got to say, I, you know, as, as far as. Uh, you know the 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 coverage for, from the, the, from Telemundo has been uh, has been really good. I've really enjoyed it. 
and listen to the oh, symphony. Was, yes. and, 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 I, and, I, and I will admit that uh, I, I didn't watch it as much on Fox, but uh, because I do like watching the World Cups in Spanish, it's just how I like how, how I prefer to have my World Cup. But what I did, I know that the, like some of the guys that I work with, like Mark Followell, I thought did I did a great job. Uh, I, I'm trying to make sure to watch uh, watch his games because uh, he's, he's someone that I've worked with in the past. Same with Glenn Davis, and I do think that the uh, on Fox the the the, the, uh, well, the, 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 the games uh, as the games got bigger, the announcers the the announcers I think certainly lived up to the uh, lived up to it as well. So I think I think both Fox and Telemundo have finished very strong in the World Cup, so they should both be uh, both be commended for their work. Fox was HD by by default, though, man. That I give them the edge, but but you're right. I like listening to the Telemundo in Spanish. Uh, yeah, I just it, it just it just it, for me it's a comfort thing. I mean, I yeah. Like I was I was saying a few weeks ago on the show when uh, after the Mexico game I was with my sister and we just sat in the pool. We didn't have to watch the Germany Sweden game, but we knew exactly what was going on by the intonation and and it's, and it's the same in English too. I'm not saying this is exclusive to Spanish, but she and I are are so used to hearing Spanish that certain way that, that we know we, uh, and then so that we, we'd know to like, we're having a conversation and all of a sudden we hear really, really fast and quickly. <laughs> so we would stop. We, I mean, we, we would instantly just instinctively stop and listen and then nothing would happen. And we go, okay. And then we would continue to talk, <laughs> you know? So, but, and, and I'm sure it's the same, you know, you know, for, for, for most of us. And, uh, and, um, but 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 I, but I you know I, like I said I I think you know, on Fox as the games got bigger I thought that they did a they did a really good job and I uh, uh, I, I did I did enjoy because uh, I watched the Mexico Brazil game on Fox and I thought that this, I like I really like John is it John Strong he's really good the the main announcer for for Fox I like him a lot I think he does a really good job he's excitable he uh, he obviously is very passionate about the game uh, he. Uh, he uh, he he does real well, and I like I like Stu Holden too. Oh yeah, so the centerman, U.S. Soccer centerman. Yeah, I think he does a good job. Is he is he the guy that got the head injury? Uh, he did have that, but he also remember he had a, just a really brutal broken leg. Uh, when he was in the Premier League, it was just it was it was just heartbreakingly brutal, and I don't think he was able to come back from that fully. And, oh, okay. Because there one, there's one guy that retired because of concussions, but maybe it's, maybe maybe it's the that other was guy. Taylor Twelman. Oh right, or Phil yeah. Hyber? Is not him? But 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 Stu, I believe, also did have some. Uh, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think he did have some uh, some concussions. I mean, how could you not? I mean, you play soccer, you're gonna have you're gonna have concussions. Yeah. I mean, especially at the professional level. So and, and a lot of times, no, especially in Premier League, <laughs> even Cheech yeah. got one. Yeah, so it's uh, you know, and a lot of times it goes unreported because they just you know for the longest time they didn't check for that kind of stuff, and that now yeah. they're, they're a little bit they're a little bit. I mean, I'm sure that you guys uh, now are y'all allowed to head the ball? No, but there's an Until age, what age? Uh, minimum. Until what uh, age? Under under eleven, you can't hit the ball, and anytime there's a head injury, uh, game over. Yeah, the kid pretty much if 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 it's a head injury. Game over for the kid. Yeah, it's game over for the kid. He he can't come in if and especially not if they got dizzy or something. Sure. And then there's a protocol you gotta like let the parents know so that they follow up on it. Um, but so 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 twelve and up, you can start using your head. Yeah, you can start heading twelve and up. Um, you know, but I think they're kind of missing the 
they're putting the because you know let's say the ball's bouncing and you know the striker takes the ball and he kind of just controls it with his head and then like they're not allowing even that which I think is a little silly. Um, you know, it's one thing if they cross it and then I go in for a header. And right. Fit, you should. You, they should change the rule to they can't pass it with the head. No. Pass or I shoot the header. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think they shouldn't be. You know, like if they're crossing it or if you know it's a fifty-fifty ball that like the goalie punts it and then you hit it. Right. I think you, you shouldn't. You know, and or if they cross it, probably you don't want them heading like in a corner or anything like that or or a set piece. But but I think if the ball already bounced, you know, it, it, it then it's it, the the impact's not it's it, there is no impact practically. You know, you should be able to try to control the ball with with your head, which I think is part of skill development. But it, they're just carte carte blanche. No, you you cannot touch it with your head. You know, right? A little silly, I think, but you know. Well, profe, we, we, it's kind of like we, we, we had, we had the, the, the Joel show and then we had the profe show. <laughs> so it, uh, Saving it, the best for last, obviously. No, I, 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 think it, I think it worked out very well. I wish we could have had, uh, you know, not that I didn't enjoy y'all's company, but, you know, it's always nice to have a, a full panel. I guess we'll have that uh, in, the, in, 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 in the coming weeks as the, a lot of folks are on vacation and stuff. So a uh, last question, Prof. Before we wrap it up, uh, uh, France, France, Croatia. Uh, uh, you don't have to necessarily give me a full tactical uh, breakdown, but uh, how do you see the game playing out, and who wins? You, uh, you know what, John? Uh, I'm going to tell you my gut. My my gut tells me that France wins it. That's I think they're they're counterattack with Mbappe, and they have a pretty decent defense. Uh, and I think Croatia, but Croatia's, you know, they they've they've got a dog in them. Uh, so I won't give you a tactical breakdown, but I'll give you my my point of view. I'm I'm rooting for. I mean, in my heart, I want Croatia to win. That that would be a great great story, you know. And it, and it's a great Cinderella story for those guys, you know. Right. Um, and they've got a, they've got fantastic players. They've got you know. I think most of their goal production hasn't necessarily come from their strikers. So, uh, you know, they've they've got some some weapons there. But France is a stacked team, uh, but they're playing extremely defensive. So, uh, I think uh, the, if, if if you're the, the from the school where you want offense, you want you want the offense to win, you want the skilled players to showcase themselves. You're gonna root for Croatia because they're going out there, they're attacking the opponent for the most part a lot more than they're defending. Uh and they, they're taking the ball to the opponent. And then France is more they're 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 being they're shutting down spaces. <clears throat> they're sitting back and, and they got this great attacking talent. I, you know, Griezmann, Mbappe, uh man, uh they, <laughs> what are they what, what there's a tweet I saw crack crack Bappe, crack Gris uh, Gris Griezmann crack uh, and then the and he said it's todo lo que hay rude, <laughs> you know, um, the right. center forward. But I, you know, so if Croatia goes up by a goal, I, I'm hoping that happens, and it, it, so it'll be a more open game. Uh, but you know, you know, I'm sure you have the same philosophy: defense wins, uh, wins uh, championships. So yeah, I, I mean, I do think that. Uh... 
which really surprised me about the Brazil Belgium game, but the the uh, the Belgians, um, I think I really like. I mean, really oh. lucky. And, and again, that, that, that's not taking any, anything away from their performance because they played outstanding. But I mean, they every freaking ball bounced their way in that game. I mean, it was. I mean, did you? you Someone was watching that couldn't say, "Wow, they're they're really just." I mean, lucky on their side tonight. That corner. I mean, it, you know, Belgium they were attacking well, so they 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 were earning corners from from their attacking play. But it was a little fortuitous because uh, uh, um, who was it? Gabriel Jesus and uh, and I think it was uh, Fernandinho got in each other's way. Right. <laughs> you know. And but, just, but, he just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and it hit him. Yeah, and and they, you know, they, and and but I mean that shows you how dominant Brazil was. They were, they had two Brazilians get to that ball before a Belgian even, you know. Right. It just yeah, just really unfortunate. And uh, you know, you know, Belgium they scored a great. The goal they scored was a terrific goal, and they probably could have had a few more had that. But they just uh, you know their their plays were breaking down. But Brazil in that game, I mean, there was, uh, I mean they. Just were having such that they did they just could not score. I mean, I mean, hitting off the post and you know, you know what, John? Too, I think to me the biggest mistake is playing Marcelo. I think uh, I mean he's a great play, player. Played right into uh, in, into, into Belgium's strength. Exactly. I mean, you know, Leandro Gusto, he would have he would not have gone uh, as as much forward. He would not have left a lot of more a lot of space in the back. I mean, Marcelo spent most of his time in inside. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's like a, like a fifth midfielder. It's just yeah, yeah you know. Uh... And so, and and that would and that would confuse Miranda because he because of Lukaku's movement. You know, he, he, Lukaku was kind of hanging towards the right side of the field, and uh, Lukaku was. Uh, I mean, Miranda didn't know what to do, whether to right. he, if you if you try to sh- shut him down, he opens up a big, big space, and guess who's running through it? Uh, Feilani. Or or, or De Bruyne or or or, or, or somebody, but Hazard, a, a lot right. of times, and, and that was like when we turned around and saw Belgium against France. It, you, I, I think there, Martinez, his mistake was, uh, to me, I thought that it was working having Feilani crash the box as a second striker and sending in crosses to him. Um, I, I thought it was working, man. I thought it was they were getting corners, they were they were winning the headers, they just weren't finishing them, and it just seemed like he thought like like he gave up on that and he tried to. Go back to you know I don't know I think he just he decided to make his subs and see if something would stick. Yeah, um, and I mean, and then France got him on a set piece. I mean, it just yeah, it's just uh, yeah. But but but, but you know, both yeah, goalies played yeah, really exactly. well in that game. You 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 know you die by the sword. You 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 live you live by the sword. You die by the sword, right? So so, <laughs> so you say you say France wins, but you hope Croatia, but you hope Croatia in your heart. Yeah, I, I, but, in my but, heart, but I want to sure. Your head says France. Can, can you can you imagine, John? I mean, I know we've talked about this. Where Yugos, if the Yugoslavian Republic, if they had, you know, if they hadn't split up, obviously there's 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 you know whatever it was, politics. But you know, I mean, when Croatia is not on top, the Czech Republic is on top. You know, at, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, people, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up. But uh, we we talked about this earlier. But people seem to forget that. Uh, you know, in, in, in previous World Cups, there have been Eastern European. You know, Hungary's played in, in, in two finals, and the Czech Republic, of, uh, when they were Czechoslovakia, played in two finals as well. So, you know, East, Eastern European soccer is not—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it, it's stronger than people realize. And, yeah. Uh, and Croatia again is a you know, another example. Again, just reading reading the list of, of, of the teams where these guys play is. Uh, so I, I kind of along the lines with you. I think that. Uh, 
I, I think that France is just too much for Croatia here, and I, and I do think that uh, that uh, fatigue will be a factor, especially covering you know the, you know Griezmann's fast as lightning, and so is Mbappe, uh, and Mbappe is you know twice as fast as Griezmann, and uh, it's I mean it's and he and he is and it's not like he's a tronco either. I mean the dude has great ball skills. Oh, Giroud. No, uh, Mbappe. Mbappe, no, no, he's no, a, no, Giroud is a is a terrible tronco. I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, John? It freaking works, man. It works for that team. It works, and that's fine. You know, that's fine. I just, I'm sure we were talking about this earlier. I'm sure Gignac is watching that game, going, "Really, dude? He's like, yeah, really? I know. I think Gignac would fit in better, but you know, he just he he's in he's in Mexico. They probably don't think highly of the league." Well, he did play the Euro after playing in Tigres, and uh, you know he came within, uh, you know, a few centimeters of winning the Eurocopa for for France, uh, Gignac, yeah. and that was only two years ago. So no, but, no, but yeah. I mean, I do, I mean, I do think that uh, you know Giroud, obviously, I know he's a very talented player, but he did he did that some pretty pretty bad uh, bad opportunities taken uh, in the game against. Uh, well, he came out. Did, did he, didn't he come out injured? He had a little calf. Uh, I think he. He, kinda... he did come out injury, right? So they, they have they have another guy in there who who again proceeded to miss almost as bad as uh, can you issue, believe the, which made guys... why Giroud was starting in the first place. <laughs> can, <laughs> can you believe they they these guys uh, Benzema's you know he they take the luxury of not calling him up, you know? Nuts. Yeah, I, I see that that's where that's where Mexico needs to be. When they have they they have a player of the, of the quality of Benzema, they're like you know what. Thanks, but no thanks, Benzema. We'll, you know, we'll we'll pass. It's a hard, a hard pass on. Mexico's nowhere near that. I think, and I think that what what this is showing again is that one through eleven, Mexico can hang with anybody in the world. But when you have to bring in players twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, we're starting. We start to see problems. So you, what you're doing is you're defending uh, Manuel Mejia Barón. For not making any subs. <sighs> that's what you're doing. You realize that. <laughs> that's that's just mean and vicious. Mean and vicious. Well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, just in general, it's uh, no. You know, what I what I meant to say was when they have, when you have to start players 12, 13, or 14 is, is is when you start to have problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, no, Mexico, Mexico I, just I doesn't really have. Do they don't have depth. They don't have depth. Mexico just yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I Osorio thought, tried to. He thought he did. But... Yeah, exactly. He, he did. He did. He did. He did. But he did. But it just it, it, the death was four years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know. No kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. All right. You know so, what, John? Here's, here's yes, a tactical, sir. Here's a tactical tidbit. I think if if uh, if Croatia finds a way to to deal with uh, uh, France's counterattack, I think they they can they they can take it because I know they're going to be proposing. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have most of the possession because that's how France is going to want it. Right. So if they can, if they can find a way to, to stop the transitions between Mbappe, Griezmann, and freaking uh, Pogba, <laughs> and you know, Blaze Matuidi, man, mm-hmm. what a beast team, John. Um, uh, yeah, it's they are. It's impressive, and I mean, and 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 Varane is the you know he's a great. I saw today he's only like 24 or 25. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Umtiti's like, uh, like you know, also pretty young, you know, and they're both ones at Madrid, the other ones at Barca. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, uh, it, it is a great team, and 
I, I just I, I I I do think that that, that Croatia is gonna that they're gonna be a little dead legged, and I just, I just I, you know I think I think of uh, in the NCAA basketball when they have basketball they have the conference tournaments, and they have the team that uh, you know that has to play. Like they didn't make it enough to get a first round by, so they the first round, and then they play the, like the quarterfinals and the semis and the final. And the teams usually make it all that far. By the time they get to the final, they might be able to hang with you for, you know, up until like ten minutes left in the second half, but then they fade because they're just exhausted because they had to play one extra game. And, yeah, and and that that's where I think France has 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 a big edge, and again, only, and, and mainly because. They have guys that are really fast and really good on the ball, and uh, if, if if they get any amount of space, then I think Croatia could could be in trouble. So I do think, uh, like I said, I think if 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 it if it's over ninety, France wins. If it goes in the extra time, then I think Croatia has a has a legitimate chance to win. And if it goes to penalties, then yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I've actually liked the penalty. Usually I hate penalties. I think penalties just suck. I had games that were decided by penalties, but I've actually really enjoyed watching the penalty, the the, the penalty kicks this year. I've I've, <laughs> I've got I've gotten into the drama of the penalty kick. Yeah, they've been they've been pretty. Uh, I mean, I thought Russia would 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 you know? Oh, you know. I was telling my wife, I was like, man, I don't I don't I don't give you know there I don't have you know not even a cat in this fight. I just I'm like a you know as as unbiased as it gets watching the Croatia Russia match, and I was nervous as hell. I was just like. <laughs> You know, just on the edge of my seat, I was just like, "Oh my God, what's gonna happen?" I just, I felt, you know, I, I did, but it was, just, it was, it was, uh, it, it, it was definitely, it was a great game. It was, uh, it was, it was nervy. It was fun. Of all the game, of all the quarterfinal games, I said, "Man, this game is gonna be the way, end up being the best one." Funny how that works out. Yeah, man. But anyway, all right, profe. Well, I, I'm, uh, it's, uh, you know, we've been on for for a while, so it's probably a good time for us to, uh, to to wrap it up. But I'm glad you were able to come on, profe. It was good with. Uh, uh, and you have, and and when you talk to uh, Jan, you you give him all those proposals. I think that, that that's a that's a, a definitely some steps in the right direction. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully he will, uh, you know, when 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 uh, Juan Carlos Osorio does his exit interview, and he goes, oh, and oh, and and uh, Don Don Jan, see, get him pedazo de consejo. Le le voy a decir que suscriba al Cantina MX Podcast en YouTube y también en iTunes para que pueda aprender de él. So, you know, hopefully he will, uh, like, like, like Juan Carlos Osorio did, will uh, download the podcast and, uh, and heed our advice. Oh, definitely, dude. I think he, that's, that's, that was the last, that was a missing link this time, man. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see how that, uh, how that plays out, but it was it was it was glad uh, glad to have you on, Profe. It was uh, always uh, always always fun to chat with you. And uh, thanks to Joel Aceves that joined us earlier. I was uh, hoping that we would have some other folks join us uh, this evening, but uh, they weren't able to make it, and that's quite all right. We will uh, uh, we will uh, hopefully have them on uh, next week. Uh, but uh, uh, for Joel Aceves and for Juan Uribe, my name is John Jagu. Thank you all for listening on the here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. We do appreciate it. And, of course, you can listen to this and our previous editions. You can download them right here on our YouTube page. Or you could also uh, download them from iTunes as well as Google Play. Uh, We do thank you all for your patronage, and we will talk to you guys again very soon. Thank you.